This is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Dan Ozzy is sitting in for Darren this week, and he's promoting his latest article, where he claims Selena Gomez is more punk than Gigi Allen. Or, at least I assume that's what it is. I'm not much of a reader. Here's the show. Is that it? Is that what the article's about? (laughs) (laughs) No, but can I steal that? Yes, all yours. Oh, man. Sometimes you just need the right inspiration. Yeah. That hits me right in the inspiration. (laughs) Well, she just got breast implants, so she's in the news. And I feel like Gigi Allen would have eventually gotten breast implants. Mm. Man, if Gigi Allen had lived... What would he be doing right now? How old would he be right now? Like in his late 50s? 20, 30 years older than when he died. how old was he then? I don't remember. He was 16. A lot of people forget (laughs) that. He lived fast. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. He was 16 years old, yeah. All right. Well, before we go anywhere, I want to take a minute to talk about Example Box. Are you one of the millions of people that has just quit smoking and switched to vaping? If so, listen up. Zamplebox is the original and leading e-juice of the month club for vapors, and you are going to love it. Every month, Zamplebox brings the vape store to you by sending you a delicious personalized assortment of the best American-made vaping liquids. Vape the best for less. Save 40 to 60% on the best e-juice every month by becoming a Zamplebox member today. Go to ZampleBox.com right now and become a ZampleBox member for less than a dollar a day. It's like SampleBox, but with a Z instead of an S. Why don't you say it louder, Rob? ZampleBox! Is that good? <laughs> and, uh, it. Hold on. Make sure to use coupon code METALINJECTION. And then you don't get 5% off. You get a whopping 10% oh off at ZampleBox with a Z. That's Z-A Ample Box. I'm sorry. My ears are bleeding. I can't hear that. It's Zample Box. You know what would cure that? Some Zample Box. It's so cool that they spell it with an S. I love it. No, with a Z. Oh, it's with oh, a Z. Okay. I, I don't know if I got that. Sorry, hold on. It's Zample Box with a Z. Okay. Z Ample Box. Yeah, right. That's how you Z spell like it. Z like Zorro. How many, how many percent discount? 10% wow. with promo code Metal Injection. Blow my mind. Thank you to our guests for supporting our live reads. The Metal Injection live cast. That was Christina. Hi. Noah's new roommate. We met her last week. And you know, Christina, you already have a big fan. Somebody sent in a remix. That's for real? Of Shut, of, shut up. For real. Shut of of like sound bites of you from last week. Shut we'll the play fuck that. Up. That's my favorite thing when people do things like that. That is my yeah! favorite thing. Oh, I can't wait. Is it offensive? No. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm excited. It's, it's her last favorite thing now that's not offensive. And Dan Ozzy, you're here. You work Hi. at Noisy. You like to offend people and go on dates I don't with like Natalie Imbruglia. Uh, well, yeah, Wait, you what? Date part, yeah. Isn't Natalie and Brulia married to Daniel no, Johns? they're not married. Mm. What? Yeah, when did that happen? A couple of years ago. They're Fuck. <laughs> Wait, Dan went on a date with Natalie and Brulia? I did. That's something else. I, I cut my more. hair like her once. I, yeah, me everybody too. Everybody did. And then every I was like Every guy torn. I know was like, oh, I had a crush. And every girl I know is like, oh, I cut my hair yeah. like her. Yeah, and then yeah. I regretted it. A hundred percent because that grow out is yeah. something else. Yeah. How was your date? Wonderful. Was she lying naked on the floor? Oh, no. She had a dress on, which is for the best. But yeah, she's lovely and um, very sweet and genuine and not at all like uh, every every celebrity I've ever talked to who had success at one point in their life, like mega success, and then they had like a come down is so delusional or bitter about it and like tries to just keep that 
part going of their mm-hmm. life but she on the other hand was like oh yeah i was 22 when that happened and i knew at the time like i was gonna have a come down right so she's just totally level-headed hold on her. are you still dating her no we went on a date <laughs> as per uh for uh, as per requirement for an article that's about it's like a first date series so is this like in time i guess you could say it's like a undateables? mock article is it like the undateable no it's not the undate- it's just oh. first dates first dates okay yeah and, and well, hold on a second mm. And there was no second date? Well, if she would like to go on a second per, for, you know, recreation and not for the purpose of Mm -hmm. being interviewed, I wouldn't say no. Right, like you'd hit that. I mean, I would, I would take her for a lovely dinner. Oh, he's so sweet. I'm like, you'd hit that. And he's like, I'd take her for a lovely dinner. Well, this is being recorded for broadcast. I would wine and dine her. (laughs) She might download it. It's very nice. So is this like your big claim to fame? Like, cause I, I just met you. Right. And yeah. Like the big thing that I know about you is that you did that. I am. And I'm blown away by oh, it. Oh no. Well, awesome. I'm a, I'm a music writer. And that was the last oh. thing that I kind of put published was oh. uh, a first date. Did you her. write a song about her? No, maybe she'll write one about, no, me. he writes about music. He doesn't write. Yeah. Music. yeah. Oh. oh yeah. There's some confusion. as to what I do here. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a cop. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm already a, I'm, in my head. He's already well. A cop. He's from Staten Island, yeah, so sort there are of. A lot of because cops there. when I first got here, he told me he worked for Foot Locker, and mm-hmm. he was giving me discounts. And now he writes for music, not music about music. He just wants to tell yeah. you anything you want to hear. I suppose. Did you really date Natalie and Brulia? On one date, okay. we went on one fake mock date. Well, was there any awesome. sexting? No. Kids do that now. I've heard, but she's also 40, and I'm in my 30s. So. She can't be 40. She is. She can't be I'm 40. shocked that she's only 40. That makes me upset. She I cut a... my hair like her, so yeah. that Everybody means I'm not did. far behind. If I was a woman in 1998, I would have cut mm-hmm. my hair. But I didn't become a woman until years later. <laughs> no. um, Caitlin Ozzie. Mm. But yeah, she's great. Very nice. Sick. Anyway... <laughs> do, you, do you still have her phone number in your phone? No, that would be nice. But I, on the way out, she took a picture of us together, mm-hmm. and I feel like on her phone somewhere is a I picture of I feel like you really wallpaper. dropped yeah. the ball on this one. I know. I'm not a like very good follow-up on daters, you know, follow-up dating. Yeah, like I'm disappointed about it. Sorry. It's all right. She's lovely. If you want to see a photo, I, I do. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Did, she smell, <laughs> did she smell nice? We didn't talk um, about her smell. I, you know what? I was too nervous to take it in. Oh God! How long was the date? I need to. We need to an have hour. a conversation. An hour is not bad. Where did you go? We went to the Smith. Oh, I uh, love the Smith. They have a great the French Smith? toast there for brunch. With Captain. With Captain. Yeah, with okay. Captain Crunch on the crust. What? Oh my goodness! <gasps> oh my God! It's Natalie and Brulia. Wait, can I see? Sure. She, she looks like so adult. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not used to this. You know, like I'm used to right, her. Right, because we haven't seen her since lying the naked. Just on the remember floor. that she had the guy from Silverchair's penis inside oh, of her. Oh, don't talk about so, like uh-huh. that. So, that and him. not his, apparently. <laughs> well, he's bad at follow ups. He never wrote Frog Stomp. That's true. <laughs> so, come on. He writes about Frog Stomp. Mm. It's a huge difference. By the way, have the- you ever written about Frog Stomp? No. What's what about tub thumping? <laughs> That's a different band, but I know. Much but the I same just say, I mean, it's yeah. kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Rob? Sorry. This is a metal podcast. Right? This is a metal podcast. <laughs> so yeah, let's try to talk, start by it. starting off with metal I mean, with uh, pop songs from the nineties. Yeah. No. I mean, we'll what, what, what could be more metal than that? It's truly metal. Australia considered silver chair metal. Probably the kids. Silver is a metal. <laughs> there's the, there's right? the connection. Uh, one pseudo metal band that I'd like to bring up is Mushroomhead. Go on. 
No. You like I, to bring up your mushroom head, Rob? Sometimes it just comes up on its own. Yeah. I, don't know. I, can't, I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, no, Mushroom Head, who, by the way, are from Cleveland, Ohio, last week put out a Confederate flag tank top because this is still a discussion now. Yep. And obviously, they also, you know, they also pay, uh, played the GOP de- um, debate. No, that's not true. <laughs> no. That was in Ohio. That's not true. It was. That's true. Cleveland Rock. No, they played across the street from the GOP debate. Mm. That that was just like on accident. <laughs> sure they just had a, yeah, yeah. a gig booked at like some shitty bar they that nobody ended up They probably figured they could sell a lot of those Confederate shirts at the debate. Yeah, yeah so they did. have the shirt. So the stars and the Confederate flag were replaced with Mushroom Head logos. And so first of all, why is the band from Ohio selling Confederate flag merchandise? Uh, and, you know, obviously a lot of, of, of metal blogs criticized them for it, us included. And uh, they came back with the dumbest. Go. Oh, I can't statement. wait for this. Go on. A rebel is a person who stands up for their own <laughs> personal opinions, despite what anyone else says. Mm. So, in essence, mm. by calling them out, we're rebels. <laughs> Uh, a true rebel stands up for what they believe is right, not against what's right. It's not about smoking crack, drinking till you're rendered unconscious, spelled incorrectly, or beating the crap out of anyone that crosses your path. What? It's about being an individual and refusing to follow a crowd that forces you to think the same way they do, even if it means becoming an outcast to society. Wouldn't us saying you shouldn't use the Confederate flag going be going against the grain? Couldn't that be argued? No. I don't know, but I did notice that the whole part about the racism didn't come up in their argument. No, <laughs> like, yeah. The whole part say. about not liking black people didn't really... No, it's just about being rebellious. Right. True rebels know right. who they are and, and do not compromise their individuality or personal opinion for anyone. What's the right thing that they're standing up for? Because they're like, we're standing up for what's right. Like, what are you standing up Selling for? Selling shirts. Slavery. Just your individuality. Well, can I bring one thing up that's related to this? It's not specifically about Mushroom Head, but last weekend mm. I was at, I went to Wildwood, New Jersey, which is like the Jersey Shore. And, uh, you know, along the boardwalk, they have all like hundreds of T-shirt shops. And the, the T-shirts are always like whatever is popular that summer. So like minions everywhere this summer. And they have other ones that are like emojis. And it says I'm with Bay or whatever. And then right next to them, they have like a lot of Confederate flag shirts. And again, this is in New Jersey, the north, in case anybody's geographically challenged. And it's really like shitty because like it's all ones that are like this flag ain't coming down and oh, there's just like boy. black people working at the stores that are selling them which is really like shitty it's to do to these people that like you have to sell this fucking emblematic piece of like yeah. outdated racism and it's just, like it, it made me realize that it just became a meme just because it was a t- trending topic right now it doesn't matter that it's like what it stands for it's like there's no difference between the confederate flag and minions you know what also, i mean like it was just popular now well there's that and there's also the fact that white trash isn't exclusively in the south i guess so but there's like, plenty of white trash in ohio you're and Jersey. a dick if you're from the south and wear any sort of uh confederate flag but i do understand that, like okay my friend is a big Redskins fan. Grew up with the Redskins. And he will say, like, yeah, they should change that fucking name because it's offensive. But I grew up with this team. This is my team. Like, I support the team. And I almost get that when you're from the South. It's like, it's a shitty thing, but also, like, you know, you love your grandfather. Yeah, but if you're from the North, you're, like, you going out of your yeah, way. exactly. You're yeah. just, like, there's no reason yeah. to I, do I it. feel like, the, like, from what I've seen, 
from people that have defended it from the north. It's purely like a free speech thing for right. them. Like it's racist doing it, solidarity. It's like spite. It's not. None of them really care about free speech. Yeah. I, they, well, okay, they care about their right to say racist shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they, exactly. the free speech they care about. Uh, we have some calls. Maybe one but of them But you know what? If racist. you're going to do that, why not just go full N-word on your shirt? Really? Because, I no, mean, they're cowards. Oh, they oh, oh, actually, Rob went to, to Mayhem Fest not too long ago. Oh, there was a guy who really? wore the tattoo, right? Jesus. Yeah, fu- it, it said uh, on the back of his collarbone, F, uh, you know, fuck N-words. Oh, but not like Edward. The yeah. He was just walking around shirtless. And, but like, so the craziest part about it, though, was like, like the fuck was stylized like a Tupac, <laughs> Tupac tattoo, right. and the N was stylized like a Tupac. But then they gave up, and then the rest of it is like scratches. Like the guy was like, "Wait, you want what? No, <laughs> no I'm not doing this." All right, sir. So N, I have N. What's after that? Okay, yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the next yeah. four letters are I G G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Where's no. We're going? not letting that. We're not passing that through. It was the weirdest Jesus. thing. And that was at Mayhem Fest. Yeah, sweet, great. Well. Sadly, Mayhem Fest is going away. This year oh. was the last Mayhem good. Fest. After why good? Why would you say that? That's bad. Fest it's bad for heavy bad. metal. Why? Because there's one less uh, a festival for kids to get into metal, mm. and then metal as a genre becomes even. But aren't smaller. they already into tours. metal? If they're going no, to well, metal? they have hard rock bands. It's like people's first metal show is usually like a big why festival. Do you need festivals, but don't you don't you feel like though that. It's because right now in the in my world, like the Warp Tour is getting such a bad rap because there's been so many problems with it, specifically with like homophobia, sexual assault, that mm-hmm. it's it's becoming like, hey, kids should not find out about punk through this tour. Is it mm-hmm. the same with metal? Like no. maybe kids should not find out about metal through. There metal. hasn't been any of any of that kind. Or no of... more than usual. They're okay with certain yeah. levels of homophobia. And rape. <laughs> right, yeah. right. No, there wasn't any. Hom- there was nothing like that, other than that one guy. <laughs> but that's in the crowd. <laughs> nothing from directly from the bands. I thought Mayhem Fest was great. I I I always thought it was a great summer festival to introduce people that uh, don't necessarily go to metal shows all the time. And beyond that, too, why it's bad is it's because. That's a whole festival of bands that are that like a bunch of slots, like fifteen slots mm-hmm. that are now gone for bands to get paid on. Mayhem Fest paid all of their bands. Metal was pretty huge in the eighties. What were the big metal festivals in the eighties? There weren't know. any. Exactly, there weren't any. So, but it was, it's, it's a different. Uh, but that's the eighties. That's but, but thirty also, years ago. Yeah, like the music industry has changed yeah. to where festivals are like a huge, probably the only money making side of the music. <laughs> Except industry. for Mayhem Fest this year. But well, there I you mean, go. Uh, I, honestly, like the the problem with it, I feel like whatever. It was a weak lineup this year for sure. Who was the headliner? Slayer. Slayer. And then on top of it, Slayer. Then I mean, I guess for them, it's a smart business decision. They went and and like talked shit on the festival, which mm. I think just further put the festival. They in the talk ground. shit Wait, on the festival that they are on. No, this yes. is the one also that Kevin Lyman, the yeah. organizer. Yeah, yeah. Of the I mean, he's to be fair, he, he started, started it. it. He so started it. They're allowed to respond. But here's the thing, and they though. Should. He, but here's the thing. He kind of is right. Like metal. Yeah, what, what is his criticism? He went too metal, hard on metal, right? He was like, metal is old, gray, and fat. They haven't created any new up and coming stars, and they just all uh, want like the money for themselves and aren't willing to take a cut on their fees to, in order to make a stronger lineup. And I, I feel like the reason Slayer blew back so much is probably because he was talking about Slayer. And really, if you think about it, the reason Mayhem Fest didn't succeed is partially on Slayer's uh, shoulders because mm. they were the headliners and they couldn't draw 
And I think part of the reason they couldn't draw is they just come around so often. Mm. This is like mm. the fourth time this year Slayer's played. New and York then City. Tom Mariah comes out and complains about how much they have to tour. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, you're clearly touring too much, so just stop it. Well, you it's, not, don't, it's not his you, call. You're not enjoying it, and it's actually being counterproductive, so maybe yeah. slow it down a little bit. So maybe it's Kevin Lineman's um, fault for booking them? Maybe you should have booked a different band? Sure. Well, at this point, uh, it's not should have taken well, all that into late. consideration? Yeah. It's just, but, but here's the other side of that coin, is like, what new metal band or like young metal band yeah. is at the level of Slayer that they could draw that much. Probably not too many yeah. without delving into the garbage of Warped Tour, like falling in reverse uh-huh. or that kind of stuff. Right, you right, know, like, yeah, like purely metal, like not not the alt press. Men. Right, right, that Proud. garbage. But like there's only really like a handful of headliners. Okay, Slayer, Slipknot, Avenged Sevenfold, Corn. D- Disturbed even there, when they headlined Mayhem Fest, it was like one of the weakest... Mm. Lineups, they're not a headliner. They're like a co-headline. <laughs> so there's not even, there's no, I mean, Metallica, but they would never play me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, Rammstein, maybe. Uh, I was thinking the other Who plays arenas? Nobody. I was thinking the other day, like, Foo Fighters is the only band under the age of, like, 60, rock band, that can, like, fill a stadium. Yeah. Like, what other mm-hmm. ones are that big? Green Day? Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe right. a few years, yeah. like yeah, five years ago. But, like, didn't they, because they just played to, like, 30,000 people or something like that? Or, like, that's what they're, like... They've been doing a stadium yeah, yeah, tour. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Like, yeah. what other... Like, what's the Queens of the Stonies? But they're not even that no. big. They're not no. 30,000 They can barely people. fill an arena, man. Yeah. <laughs> I even went to, see, I went to see uh, <laughs> yeah. Faith No More Refuse, because I worked yeah. on that big Refuse story. Oh, yeah, story, yeah, yeah. And, I was uh, there. Uh, it was at this theater because yeah, they didn't had to sell out the ma- the yeah yeah they which, had to move it from the bigger Madison Square Garden to the smaller space. But again, Faith No More was just here like two mm. months ago, and reviews as it was refused yeah, yeah, yeah. two months ago. So yeah. they were kind of being selfish with trying to book the big venue after already coming around. Yeah, and like so that makes. But that was a great show, by the way. The Faith No More yeah, show. I, I was never a big Faith No More fan, so I kind of left in the middle. I went to Hooters for the first time. Ooh, oh, God. Disgusting. I yeah. hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hated what did you have? Wait, I hated everything about here. it. Yeah. I had, I had, I was served by Shannon oh. with a little heart for the O. Clearly uh, she left an impact <laughs> on Isn't it sexy how their nylons are thicker oh, than most yeah. people's pants? And the scrunchy, paint, the scrunchy socks. If I was a waitress working there, I would want my pants to be as thick. I yeah. would want as much layering yeah. between me and the customer as but possible. But that's like people play it up like it's this sexualized yeah, thing. And and it, it really it is. needs like, to be thick but the thing because is like, there's camel toe. I wasn't going there for like a sexy experience. Like I'm, I'm, I've seen a woman naked before. Oh, yeah. I'm cool with not being served was by Was it Nelly and Brulia? No, it wasn't. Watch your tone. Sadly not. No, um, but Christina's so, also defending Natalie and Bruce. So, you watch no, she's disappointed. No, I'm Dan. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, and the food was garbage, and it was overpriced because yeah. it was yeah. right across the street from Medicine Square yeah. Garden in Midtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I didn't. I never got into Faith no more. So I kind of snuck out a little bit after they had That's started. So bad for you. I know. Well, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Do we have it's any right. calls, Rob? We do have. We have two calls. Oh boy, is one of them Mike Patton? Is one of them my mom? I don't know. 224, are you Dan's mom? 224? Hello? 224, where are you? Are you on the number? We have one call. All right, we have one call then. 813. Are you there? Oh, there it is. There we go. Yeah, hear me? Oh, Oh, there we are. 224, we'll get back to you. Sorry. Oh, no. 813. 
Hello, 813. Hey, what's up? Hi. What's your name? It's uh, Aaron from Tampa. I was talking on Twitter with Sid yesterday. Oh, yeah. He, oh. Was, he was at the, the Tampa Bay uh, or the Tampa versus Mets game yesterday. He was tweeting at yeah. me about it. Right and he on. didn't know anything about the Mets. I had to school him. The Mets have the Mets a great lost. stadium yeah. with a Shake Shack in yes. it. Yes. Yeah. What's what's the good food at the Tropicana Field? Is it just orange juice, or do they actually have food? Uh, no, there's actually a really really good uh, pulled pork Uh-oh. place where they do mm. like hand pulled pork in front of you. Mm. And Did you somebody can do tell you that like I love sandwich. pulled pork? Is that why you're saying this? Oh boy. No, Who not at all. Love pulled Talk pork. slower. We have pulled pork in the fridge. <gasps> More later. Oh, I had pulled pork. How last much night? later? Me too. I had pulled pork Mm -hmm. last night, and we had pulled pork like last week at the Mm -hmm. Pig Guy. There's a great restaurant in Bay Ridge called Pig Guy, NYC. Mm -hmm. And the guy also um, had a stand at City Field where he would sell bacon on a stick. Mm -hmm. Aaron's loving this. Oh, my goodness. Aaron, are you still there? I'm sorry. I'm sweating. uh, Aaron, did you have uh, something uh, you wanted to say? He just wanted to talk sports. Oh, no. Well. I was going to talk to Sid about baseball, but you guys brought up Mayhem Fest, and I kind of want to know if I can make a comment about that. Of course. No. You can make comments. Yeah. I guess you can long. talk about something metal on the Metal <laughs> yeah. Injection Livecast. <laughs> well, just to kind of prove Rob's point, my first concert ever was Mayhem Fest back in 2009. Thank if you. it wasn't for that show, I probably wouldn't have gotten into metal as much. Rob is right look, like making eye contact You'd, with us. I'm doing like to say like I told a, you. Yeah, so. I, I have you a very C. So if that show didn't happen, you would have never gone to a metal show? It's not it that, was that or so nothing? much, but the lineup that they had in 09 was like was mind-blowing to me. What was the lineup? Um, it was Whitechapel, Black Dahlia Murder, Cannibal Corpse, uh, Behemoth, All That Remains, God Forbid, and I think that year Slayer and Marilyn Manson headlined. Yeah, that was a good year. Killswitch yeah. Engage. Yeah. Maybe Marilyn. Like Marilyn yeah, Manson just played here too. Yeah, right? I, I don't think he could really no. headline either. Him and he, they had the he Manson. Was terrible yeah, back in he was awful. Like it was horrendous. Well, and, and I, I think that ha- one having him go on after Slayer was dumb just to begin with, and two, he was so coked out of his mind yeah. that. He literally didn't sing half to the set. Mm. It was just, I'm going to stand on this little platform that they made for him that was, like, over the crowd, and he just kind of stuck his mic out, and then, like, and then just stuck his mic out. <laughs> like, he would just make incoherent yeah. noises. I, I remember vividly the same exact well, like, So this is kind of like a problem, not problem, but this is what's happening with music across the board, is that, like, the Internet gets, like, you know, we don't have to all agree and like, oh, these are the 10 biggest pop bands, metal, rock, pop, rap, whatever. Um, and th- those are the ones that sell like a million copies a year. And those are the ones that play stadiums. Now it's like very spread out. Like people have like, there's a lot more bands that are mid-level popular now yeah. because of the internet, which is cool. But yeah. then when you get to a festival, like you better, can't have though, a headliner. Personally. Right, yeah, because there's like more I, options. I feel like and- having mid-level bands is more positive for music in general, I feel like it, it it's way more accessible. Like for me, for example, the only thing I've ever been to besides Manifest and I guess Warp Tour a couple times for like big venue shows is I saw Maiden mm. back in like '09, and they sold out uh, the yeah, hockey I, arena. Iron Maiden, yeah, Iron Maiden. Yeah. 
But again, not like under and, 60 uh, or whatever, yeah. 55. Whatever. No, but I'm saying that it was so difficult to deal with that kind of environment. I feel so disjointed when I'm at a big show like that, and right. the prices are outrageous oh, for yeah. everything. Just because they have to pay such a large production company, like you have to pay for so much stuff. I feel like for music and for the fans, having a mid-level show where you could fill up like a house of blues, like something like 1500 and under, I feel like it may not be as beneficial for the band's monetary-wise, but I feel like there's a happy medium in between having this huge show, this huge production where you have to pay a hundred different crew members and prices out the wazoo so so many people can't afford to go to those shows, and then, like, bands touring and buses playing to 300 people at a dive bar. I feel like there's a there's a happy medium where you can fill up, like, 12... Hundred to fifteen hundred, yeah. where I feel like you're making. Well, that's money really to kind of uh, the issue, though, is that once you hit that like twelve hundred thing, that's the the glass ceiling. Yeah, it's hard to break through. And there's no real like system in the metal world to kind of like, okay, now you graduate to the next venue or whatever. It's like once you hit, you know, that that Irving Plaza or. But the, don't all the metal fans want their shit small and underground anyway? Isn't this what they want? They want. They don't want their bands to be fucking sold out playing arenas. They don't know. So well, the bands want it. You know? Well, who, I don't care what the bands want. Yeah, I guess it's really like not so much a lack of metal if you think about it, because metal is always going to only reach that certain glass ceiling because of how hard it's it is to get good. into. Uh, it's just not that good. No, there's a harder barrier of entry. Fuck you, Sid. Whatever. You call uh, it that, I call it. It's just and not that good. it requires more of the listener's ear. <laughs> but like, there's no the, what the issue. You are is, a good writer. What they? Oh, what, oh my god! Can we get a soundbite of that? Oh my god! <laughs> it's just a shout of compliment. Wow. Uh, but the thing is, there's no hard rock bands. Like I think that's kind of what we're talking. There's no like mainstream hard rock bands to really bring the entire scene up with it the way Metallica could, well, is still doing, really to a point. But they're only they're only one. Band. Yeah, but there also used to be. I, I mean, I don't follow it too closely, but there also used to be like MTV yeah. would have would cover bands like. White Zombie and and right, those kinds right, of bands right. that like would give them exposure yeah. enough to Rob get. Zombie another headline and now we're and that, yeah and now it's like I don't know there aren't I mean I I love noisy and I love what you guys do but I don't know that there's like huge national exposure yeah that's like oh a there fucking is music video on primetime television you know? rock it's no co- rock is dead really if you yeah. think like about into it an like, Apple commercial or something yeah like there's no rock coverage rock isn't like cool anymore for it's weird like hip-hop gets coverage everywhere yeah. like outside of just music channels like everyone like it's pop culture basically sure you know kanye west is on entertainment tonight or whatever but uh rock isn't like that like dave Grohl is the only mainstream celebrity rock has right now which yeah. is kind of a bummer two 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 what, what? bono <laughs> but he is <laughs> I, like it or not he is a mainstream celebrity yeah no you're right two two four i think we got it working now jack white yeah, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Loud and clear. Can you hear me? What's your name okay. and where are you from? So, uh, oh, I'm John. I'm from uh, from a small town in Illinois. Um, I was actually calling to ask uh, Noah and Rob something. Uh-oh. Sweet. Noah and Rob, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, I just got back from Colorado and brought back a bunch of edibles. I want to know your opinion on edibles. Aww. Oh, Christina can chime in on this too. She's a pot smoker. As can Dan, because he is not. 
Oh. Yeah, what is if your opinion? Talk, well, if you're going edible arrangements, I like the ones that lean heavily on cantaloupe. <laughs> Those like are my favorite. I love the cantaloupe. Dip. It's cantaloupe season, <laughs> yeah. folks. This is the time yeah, to do this it. This is the best time to get cantaloupe. Now, <laughs> for sure. They're it's, making the pineapples into fireworks. They cut them out and it looks like bursts of fireworks. Wow. I know. Just they really, The crazy things they could mm-hmm. do with fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so seriously, though. <laughs> Speaking uh, of fruit, though, with edibles, I think that um, citrus, anything citrusy... Yeah, Even lemon adds to it. With yeah, just not no, cupcake, Sid. And what's your opinion on the high? On the high, I already brought the edibles back. Oh yeah, well, yeah. my opinion on the oh, high is what my my critique of it, my concern about it is you never know how hard it's going to hit you, and it always takes a solid right. two hours yeah, or like so. For me, it never it hits. For yeah, so for yeah. for some people, it Ever. never hits. For me, after like thirty to forty-five minutes, I start to feel it. But I hate when I overeat because then I just get like two inside my head. Mm. You don't so, want to get to that point where you're like, Oh, like that, like that one dude in Colorado who like didn't feel it, didn't feel it. So he kept eating them. And yeah. Bad idea. And he himself. I did an article recently about, um, uh, ecstasy and like kids like dying. There was like a big study done about how much MDMA is actually in the most ecstasy that you buy. Mm-hmm. And I was asking the guy like how safe ecstasy was to do. And he was like, you know, ecstasy comparatively to like harder drugs is actually quite safe if you yeah. don't take it like a fucking idiot. And but amazing. The, but, but he's like, the problem is that like people will go to, kids will go to a music festival, they'll take ecstasy, they'll be like, oh, this isn't working, so I'll take another. And they're like, oh, it's not working, I'll take another. And then they like go and it's really hot and they're dancing and their brains swell mm-hmm. like out of their yeah. fucking brains. And, they don't and that's hydrate. how they die. So he's like, in a controlled environment, like ecstasy is actually pretty relatively safe if you take it like once and then yeah and then stop and right. aren't in like a dehydrating situation interesting so mm. i should do more ecstasy Damn. The, yeah. the article is called um what's really in your ecstasy if you'd like to look yeah. it up yeah. the issue is, is is yeah like it's usually laced with some sort of uh, stimulant yeah unless yeah. you eat. and very rarely from this study sorry i started eating cookies it's okay, but then. very rarely from this um, study Not did it say that like cookies, there was anything about. like particularly bad in ecstasy like well, poisonous I have, okay so I've tried like I've taken ecstasy and I've taken molly and I didn't like molly and molly's supposed to be like just pure, pure. MDMA yeah. yeah and I didn't like the way I felt like I, I preferred ecstasy who gave you molly but here's the Noah. thing. Who are you hanging out uh, with? The, <laughs> so <laughs> then basically what you prefer... Sometimes they do bad things. <laughs> what? Here, here's the thing, Noah. <laughs> so you're saying you prefer speed over MDMA because the only reason... The only difference between the ecstasy and the molly... Yeah. The molly was the pure MDMA. The ecstasy was laced with with an upper. Sure, yeah. yeah. So okay, you just, I'll take so it. So Noah, get, get Noah some speed, some coke. Somebody come on over with some white powder for Noah to sniff. <laughs> Who knows? She might already have it. Annoying if you're on ecstasy and somebody comes over and just is just in your space, you know, and you just want to sit <laughs> when I, and have somebody rub your fucking yeah, head. That's how it was. Right? Like everything was great. Like yeah. I saw everything as a positive. So like even if someone was annoying me, I would turn it into like yeah. the greatest thing. The only time I ever really, really felt edibles was I I had to eat more than half of a banana bread, which mm. is so oh much God. trouble for every you know like it binds you and yeah like all the potassium from the banana yeah it was crazy <laughs> it was crazy it makes yeah. you but i was it. very giggly but yeah. that's the only time that i've ever felt edibles and yeah. the f- 
fizzy drink drink that I oh, drank yeah, in Colorado. But other yeah. than that, I just oh, don't feel Oh, dear God, them. those fucking drinks. Those drinks, man. Two slips and I was on my ass for a minute, though. I, I, would, I bounced back really fast. <laughs> so ultimately, I think we all prefer smoking, but yeah, edibles yeah. are fun on occasion. Well, I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I like the too, pens. But it's kind of hard, hard to bring back two ounces on the airplane. Right. You can bring back the 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 uh, oil and shit though, right? And the dabs yeah, and the shredders. Yeah, but hey, that, uh, you just take it out of its container and. Hey, Illinois! Cares, I but... have a pretty good drug for you to try. Oh. It's called life. Oh, what you is try it? That? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get high on life, bro. No hope and dope, brother. <laughs> we have some earth crisis lyrics we'd like to pass along. My tolerance to is really low on that life. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Ask an edible. You're question. a lightweight on life, bro. Yeah. Sid has a question. Are it's there are bad. there only sweet edibles? Or are there any savory edibles? No, you, you could make, make a butter yeah. and just put but like, pasta. But like, is yeah, there a way like to put a... weed into like mozzarella weed. sticks? Yes. yes. Oh, how great! Would that <laughs> that I, have, I, have I might develop a problem you know if you could give me I some would, pot I mozzarella. A, I wonder if there's a market for really high end food with weed. Yes, like weed, like radish rosettes. You know, like that is a thing. Weed risotto and filet mignon. I like. There's a. There's like a food blog. I forgot what it was, but that it shows you how to make. Is there? I have oh, a high times I, book. And there was also recipes. a uh, uh, like the Vice Weed uh, sure. yeah. vertical. Yeah. They went to this like old Italian woman in the village <laughs> in Seattle who just makes food with with pot butter and like she made like a whole didn't, traditional Italian meal. That didn't, sounds like something. That's we would like do my. There. It's like no no weed or something. Yeah. Like that. Can you imagine? Oh. Didn't our old friend Jenny have a, a pot cooking blog that oh, she that did like two entries? Yeah. The, if no, she had she kept can... up with that, she would be a millionaire. Right oh, now. actually, oh my God. the weed vertical has the same name. It's Bong, Bong Appetit. Appetit. Oh, oh, see? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Vice totally stole her idea. If she had idea. just stuck right. with that shit, I'll br- man. I'll bring it up with the, Bong with the hands over there. My God, people are so fucking smart. All right. Thanks for your, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for your call, Chicago. Or no, Illinois. Illinois. But Colorado. Uh, all right. Well, I wanted to uh, bring on Lady Beard because he's awake and he's in Japan. Are, are we sure he's still awake? Is that the only reason why you want to bring him on? I want more because well, he's awake. Well, also because I'm very fascinated with his new project, Lady Baby. Uh, now, Dan, I don't know if you saw this uh, video that I sent you, but oh no, so, I didn't see it. I'm so Lady Beard, mm. he is a man, an Australian man with a beard. Who cross dresses? We could get his take on Natalie and Brulia. And he's a pro. He's a pro wrestler, singer. So he has this whole act in Japan where, like, he sings pop songs, and then a villainous pro wrestler comes. He attacks him, and then he sings like metal to like beat up the, the guy. So with the rise of baby metal, who mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard, of, sure, he has a new project now called Lady Baby, where he's joined by two. Teenage uh, young Asian women, uh, Japanese women, I want to say. Girls, if they're teenage, you could say girls. It's okay. Okay. And uh, <laughs> they have a project called Lady it. Baby. And it sounds like this. And it's just like, you know, Japanese pop metal. Force. Can I ask one question about this? Yeah. Is it, it's not mocking like transgender or crushing. No, okay. no. There's that nothing like really that. No, no, no. There's no mockery. Okay. It's all very sincere. Okay. And it's just like all about having a good time. It okay. does sound like Dragon Force. I saw Dragon Force. You did? I sure did. All right. Well, let's get Lady Beard on the line. Let me see if I can figure out this conference call this situation. This is exciting. And, uh... 
I'm going to just give me a sec. Talk amongst yourselves, guys. Talk amongst okay, yourselves. Okay, we're just looking at his outfits. Yeah, we could. Uh, <laughs> any Anything inspirational there? No, anything um, you might. I like the Sailor rotation? Moon mm. costume. Ooh. Very cute. Hey. Very nice smile. Lola likes him. Or. Maybe not. Do I say her? Lady? Them? Likes Lady Beer. Oh, here here he is um, showing off his boobies. Let me see. Mm. Ooh, that's good Cleveland. 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 Yeah. Cleavage. <laughs> so wait, but he looks American? He's Australian. Though. Oh, he's Australian. No, he's Australian. I'm sorry, Australian. I missed that part. His um, eyeliner game is very strong. Is it on fleek? Lady Beard, are you there? <laughs> oh, wait, it's ringing. Hold on. Excited to hear an Australian accent. Yeah, I, I am like, too. I like Australia. You miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you once have one and you? Well, oh, here we go, Lady Beard. Lady Beard, welcome to the Metal Injection <laughs> live cast. Thank you for taking some time to thank you, sir, to talk to us. Hello, my pleasure. Hello, good to talk to you guys. Thank uh. you very much for having me. Uh, absolutely. And uh, I, w- I just wanted to introduce you to everybody. We have a few different voices. This is Rob. I'm here with Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. Dan. Hey, Hi. And Christina. Hi. Oh, my God. There's thousands of them. <laughs> right? Literally, literally millions of the mental <laughs> Millions. Filling nations. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, love, lovely to talk to you all. Thank you very much for having me today. Now, uh, Lady Beard, I heard about you a few months ago when uh, one of our correspondents, Frank, he went and shot a, a live concert uh, that you performed, a solo live concert. And That's right. It was one. Yes, and it was one of the most unique performances I'd ever watched. How did you come up with the concept of Lady Beard before we even get to Lady Baby? How, how, how did you decide to combine pro wrestling, cross-dressing, and, and music? Uh, uh, well... What happened was, well, I've been a cross-dresser for many, many years. I started doing that when I was um, 14. And it was a case of one day a friend had a school uniform party and um, everyone went wearing their normal everyday school uniform. And I said, it'll be hilarious if I wear my big sister's school dress. So I did. And I turned up at this party and everyone said, oh, you're wearing a dress. And it was a hilarious night. And so my cross-dressing career began then. Um, Then... When I moved to Hong Kong several years ago, I used to live in Hong Kong. Um, oh, sorry, before we even get to that, my favorite music has always been metal covers of pop songs, right? To me, there is just no greater joy in the human experience than, you know, we hear pop songs so much. We hear them every day and we hear them when we don't want to hear them. So they become so entrenched in our unconscious. So to me, a metal cover of a pop song is just the greatest thing ever because you're so used to hearing the pop song sung a certain way and then that gets subverted by the metalfication of it to me i just absolutely love it so when i moved to hong kong i started listening to cantonese pop music to try and learn cantonese and um the songs are really catchy and fantastic and i you know, i thought to myself these are great songs i wonder who's done the metal covers of them and it turned out that no one had um, so a little while after that, I started wrestling and I decided I was going to wear a dress and I was going to be called Ladybeard. And I thought I'd be this huge heel. Um, and I thought everyone would hate me. It was the total opposite. Everyone loved me. And so then I said, I'm going to do metal covers of Canatoy pop songs. And so I kept the same character so as to bring my audience across from the wrestling. And, um, that then brought me to Japan. 
well, that was the most efficient I've ever told that story. <laughs> okay, so you wrestled in Australia? Is that where you wrestled? Uh, I started wrestling in Hong Kong. Oh, so I okay. lived in Hong, Hong Kong. Kong for six years. Right, right, right. Yeah, I started wrestling there. I moved back to Australia um, before I came to Japan so that I could train more in wrestling and also kind of figure out my scream because my scream was a bit weird and I wanted to go back home and train with some um, with one of the screaming teachers down there. So I did that. I trained for a year in, in wrestling and screaming before coming to Japan. Okay, wow, that's that's a crazy story. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so then, so okay, you have this lady beard thing, which which is awesome. And how long have you been doing lady beard? How long has that uh, act been? Going? Six years. Oh wow, six years been going on. Yeah, two thousand nine, I believe. Two thousand nine was my okay. first match. What are your what's <laughs> your audience mostly like? What kind of people follow you? You know, that's very interesting. It's different in every country because now, you know, I started in Hong Kong and I did stuff in Taiwan and now I'm in Japan. And now because of – then recently I got famous in China and now because of Lady Baby, the Western world knows who I am. So we're finding it's a different demographic in every country that we go to. Um, in Japan, it tends to be young girls aged 18 to 30, but then we go to China and it's about half um, men and half women. Um, How old are the men? They, well, they're all kind of otakus, so they sort of range from 10 through till maybe 30 or so. Okay. Um, but then in Taiwan, it's kind of slightly a different again. There's more it seems that in the um, Chinese countries, there are more men who are in me. So in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and China, there have a lot more male fans, whereas in Japan, it's almost completely girls. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then in Australia, it was, um, you know, the, uh, I wrestled in Australia. I didn't do my medal show in Australia, only wrestled. But then the fan base there was primarily families. So it was mums and dads and their small kids. So, um, eclectic audience eclectic audience yeah, it certainly sounds like it and so let's talk <laughs> about uh, lady baby uh obviously in the last mm. few years uh, at least here in the in the western world uh, lady uh, uh, baby metal the the mm. young girl trio has been mm. exploding do, doing really well and then uh, and then you definitely put a completely unique spin on it by inserting your, <laughs> yourself but how did you Thank come up you. with the concept of, of Lady Baby. Uh, how did that come well, about? To be honest, it had nothing to do with me. So I was you know, in Japan doing my solo show and uh, cranking along with that and wrestling and everything. And I was on the cover of a magazine here. And so the CEO of this company, Clearstone, this con costume manufacturer, he was uh, getting off a plane one day at the airport and he saw this magazine that I was on the cover of. And he said, who the hell is that? And he picked up the magazine, he took it back to his office, and it turns out that I'd worked with his staff a few months beforehand on some other event that we did. And so they said, yeah, no, he said, hey, look at this guy on this cover. Oh. And they said, yeah, that's Ladybeard. He's this foreign wrestler, metal singer guy. And the CEO was like, what? That's incredible. Bring him in for a meeting. Get him in for a meeting. So we got called in for this meeting with uh, Clearstone, and we didn't know what it was going to be about. So me and my manager went in there. And... Um, we go in and the CEO of this costume manufacturing company says, I'm going to put you in a pop group with these two teenage girls. 
Sounds like a I fairy said, oh. tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very bizarre. But the other thing as well was at the time my Japanese still wasn't very good. So I'd sit there through these meetings, and like my manager's going, "Oh, oh," and getting really excited, and I'm going, "Oh, yeah, oh." And then we'd we finish the meeting and we'd leave, and I'd say to her, "So what's going on?" And she'd say, "Well, there's this girl, blah blah blah, and there's this girl, blah blah blah, and the three of you are going to do this, blah blah blah." I'm like, "Oh wow!" So it was very funny because it kind of happened in front of my face without me really understanding what was going on, and so then we got to meeting the girls and we got to starting rehearsal and whatnot, and so it was a, kind of a very odd process for me. It's sort of my Japanese sort of improved as the project happened, so it kind of it, it all kind of got put together and then was revealed to me slowly over several months. So I see. It was so funny this is actually way. this is the brainchild of somebody else that you kind of just lucked into. Totally, you know, totally someone else. It's um totally someone else. It's very funny because, in, like in that sense, it is a total product of the pop machine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh we were the three of us were independently working totally separate careers and then we got brought together um for this project so yeah like we didn't know each other at all beforehand mm-hmm. um and how old and is how stage- old is this lady baby uh, project how long has this been going on we uh i think those initial meetings happened in like november last year and then we actually started doing it in february or march oh so, wow, so super fast it's so it's super fast very very new um and it has been a whirlwind let me tell you the um we had our first show in uh i think it was only in may it was very recently um we had our first show and we had the songs already and so you know obviously learning a song in a foreign language takes quite a lot of time so we already had the lyrics and i've been able to learn the lyrics we recorded the songs already but um we had two weeks to learn all the dance choreography right so that's yeah that's not a huge amount of time so (laughs) we show up and um have to learn all these dances in two weeks and so i kind of i said you know this is an amazing amount of work in a tiny amount of time all right well head down let's do it and i danced for about six hours a day for two two weeks and i lost so much weight it was absurd i lost like five kilograms or something in two weeks we had our costumes which were you know fit for us at the start of the project and the start it was all kind of like tight and everything and they're like yeah you look big and strong and then like we're putting on costumes for the first show and it's like hanging off me like a tent like what the hell happened to you you used to be so big i'm like well i dozed for six hours a day i'm sorry <laughs> so my advice my advice to anyone who wants to lose weight go and dance because it's the best <laughs> fitness you'll ever do i um i was wondering about your your costumes so you said that you've been cross-dressing for uh, several several years um that's do you right. um, come up with your with the outfits? Do you have any say in uh, the stage wear and stuff? What inspires it? Um, well, in Lady Baby, it was a cow. I'm trying to remember. In Lady Baby, I think we uh, worked with a costume designer who my manager and I had worked with independently before, and he looked at me and the girls. He'd already made stuff for me. So he looked oh. at me and the girls, and he said, 
I think we should put them in this. So he's the one who designed like the kind of the white polka dot um, dresses that we wear. Um, regarding my own stuff, uh, you know, when I was in Hong Kong, I kind of had the situation that of, of I had no money, so I couldn't afford to get anything made for me. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was much larger than most Chinese girls. So... <laughs> I'd kind of, I'd go to these, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I go to these um, malls and I try to find, like, I'd see all these really cute dresses and I'd think that'd be so hilarious if I could wear that. And of course I couldn't fit into them. So for the longest time, it was just a case of I would wear whatever I could find and fit into. Um, Then I kind of, bit by bit I started kind of figuring out styling a bit more and I designed my bikini that I now wrestle in um, which I was very proud of because I kind of took a picture and I figured out how I could make it work practically and then do all this kind of stuff Um, but then when I moved to Japan I met my manager Naoko Tachibana who is Japan's foremost photographer of cross dresses so in this unique position she was in, she had this wardrobe full of really cute dresses in large men's sizes. Nice. And then so you rated it? That, yeah, that exactly right. So that and like freed me up for all these styles that I wanted to do for years but could never actually practically achieve. So so many questions first, just like, out of this one answer that you, <laughs> that you gave. Uh, so the first one, really quick, what is your finisher as a professional wrestler? What is your finishing move? My finishing move is called Women's Liberation, and uh, it's <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a jumping spinning kick. Um, Kofi Kingston in the WWE does the same move, and he calls it Trouble in Paradise. Okay. So you can you can YouTube Trouble in Paradise, Kofi Kingston, and it's the same yeah. move. And it's really interesting. except except I'm a lot cuter when I do it. You see, totally. he's not wearing a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, for the longest time, I feel like gay character, or I guess this isn't a gay character, but like a cross dressing character would be kind of played as the, the heel. Uh, so it's very interesting that you're, you're getting cheers because I feel like that's something... You that- know, I, you're completely right. And like I say, when I started the character in Hong Kong, my logic was, you know, I'm this, I'm this big, hairy foreigner speaking my heavily accented, bad Cantonese, wearing a dress. <laughs> a modern-day Adrian Adonis, if you will. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, they're going to hate me. This is no problem. This will be a cakewalk being the, the company big heel, right? I go out there for my first match, and they just loved it. They, loved it. I was like, oh God well, that was surprising. <laughs> but again, like that's you know, I think had I done that in Australia, it would have been heel straight away. Yeah. Heel, especially for wrestling fans, right? It would have been heel straight off yeah, the bat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but cultural differences, I guess I struck yeah. a chord with the um, the Hong Kong Chinese, and and it was not the case. So after my first match, I was the most popular wrestler in Hong Kong. So uh, speaking of, of cultural differences, uh, there there is, seems to be a bit of a backlash here in, in the states to to uh, some of this stuff because you know it's like people are saying like oh it's inauthentic, uh, but also like a lot like it's so quick to to go to the like oh they're you know they're exploiting these young girls or like oh this is music for pedophiles and and i i'm always saying like no that's ridiculous that's not what it is but like could you just explain how the culture is different in japan where this is not looked at that way yes um so regarding that regarding the young girls thing that is um 
like I don't really have the authority to talk about it properly because I'm not Japanese. So it's, you know, it's still in a lot of ways strikes me as strange the way it does a lot of other Westerners. Um, but it's a case of yeah, the market in Japan, the market for pop music um, seems to be guys in their kind of 20s, 30s, 40s. And what they want to see is these idol girls. Um, so let me explain the concept of an idol very quickly. So idol performers, as a, idols are a very specific brand of Japanese pop star. And it's, it's so strange to a Westerner. The whole point of idol groups is they're very, very young and hence very inexperienced and therefore not very good. And what the fans wants to see is they want to see these young girls start off being not very good, but be full of passion and work really hard and improve. So, so, so it, it, it's totally strange to a Westerner, right? Because yeah. Yeah. I think to myself, I go to a show, I pay you 20 bucks for my ticket. I expect 20 bucks of being blown away. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then if it's, you know, 50 bucks for a ticket, then I expect double getting blown away. But it's not what the fans here want to see. They want to, it's like a kind of, I don't know, they want to encourage these young girls. Um, they want a story. So, like well, they, I, I, I feel like also it, it's sort of like the difference between college basketball and professional basketball. And I know in Japan, like high school baseball is a huge, huge. deal. And obviously they're not as good as professional baseball players, but I guess it's mm. just something about youth or... I don't know, but it's not just music. I think it must be some instinct to to you know nurture nurture the young and inexperienced. Yeah. If there's or, a market or, for but, shitty musicians in Japan, I have a bunch that I wouldn't <laughs> mind sending over there. <laughs> Look at Rise Records as uh, lineup, and I'd say yeah, yeah, send them all over to Japan. <laughs> um, so, but it's so bizarre, right? Because at the same time, so these idol groups are Japanese mainstream pop music, and with the exception of the really top tier ones, most of them are not very good. The top tier ones are great. Like Baby Metal are one of the top tier ones, and their show is tight. Like I've seen their show in Japan, mm -hmm. and it it was amazing. Yes. Everything you were is, taking notes. To, well, I totally was. It was an hour and a half of perfection on stage. It's, I was like, mm, yeah. hats off, Baby Metal. I saw it um, here in New York, and it was honestly one of the like I've never seen anything like it legitimately in metal because it's just like. Beyond, like beyond the the show, as like it was a concert, you know, it was like one of those like everything was part of the performance. Just <laughs> the reaction from the crowd, I've never seen fans so into music. They knew every word, every like, word. That's yeah. the best part, and, and they you see it in Japanese. Japan, and they know everything. Yeah, like it's every little, it was wild. It was it, it was like I felt like I was witnessing something that I wasn't necessarily a part of. Like I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. I didn't grasp it as much as everyone else. I felt, I felt left the, out. I felt the same way. I, yeah, I was blown away when I saw their show, especially by the audience. Um, but what's interesting is there are like there are amazingly talented and amazingly skilled performers in Japan, like amazingly skilled, and none of them are uh, like mainstream. None of them are really receiving commercial success. Um, they're all doing these underground performances and it's a case of the market just doesn't demand it but for some reason the market here doesn't want to see really awesome shows they want to see girls who are not very good they want to see them improve and kind of develop 
over time and they want to support them in that process so um is there a sexual element to it do you think or or or, like i know obviously there's the term kawaii which means like cute it sounds like there's almost like not to be this guy but it sounds almost like there's like a a patriarchal element to it where it's like we men want to see these women get better and improve so that yeah i don't know like it's it's hard. It's hard to. to... It, it, it's hard to say. Like I mean, like I say, I don't really have the authority to to comment too much on it because I'm because I'm not Japanese and I'm everything I say is pure speculation and hearsay. Right. So um, I mean, it could it could be an element of that. It seems to be. It's a like a a parental instinct kind of thing. Like I kind of I relate it to life in the West, and I think the only time we would really respond like that would be to our children's you know primary school or high school theater productions you know yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm okay. not sure exactly i'm not yeah, sure no, exactly that, that what makes it is, that, but it is what it sense. is yeah yeah uh so um it's just i feel like like uh with metalheads here you know it's so not like anything mm-hmm. we're, we're used to that like you gotta lash it's out a culture like, shock. like it's like it, oh this doesn't make shock. sense to me there has to be something beyond the music that people find enjoyable about this because i, I can't imagine as a closed-minded metalhead anybody liking this music i feel like that's mm. kind of the the negative like the the blowback to it but personally i'm all for it but, but it, thank you very much i mean i'm all for it i think it's absolutely awesome but at the same time like the metalhead resistance to it i actually appreciate quite a lot um because and in a strange way it's sort of you know if the metalhead purists hate me for what i'm doing in a strange way it kind of makes me happy now, I'm not saying that I you know, want to be hated, but I think one of the beautiful things about metal and about metalheads and metal scenes around the world is you know, the loyalty and the strength of the scene and the fact that you can go anywhere in the world and you can see someone else wearing a Kill Switch Engage shirt and you can go, Kill Switch Engage! And now you're best friends all of a sudden because yeah. you know, there's that, that unity and brotherhood yeah. um, that exists through metal. And so the... F- fact that there's a resistance to you know groups like us and groups like baby metal i very much appreciate because i appreciate the loyalty and i appreciate the strength of the scene um and in a funny way i kind of feel like i'm playing a role in strengthening the scene because i give the metalhead something to unite against <laughs> and to rage against yeah that, that's a really good way of putting it actually i i, I totally get where you're where you're going with that and yeah, congratulations. I want to thank you very much. I'm glad that it makes sense. It's a it's a funny thing, right? Because being a metalhead for so long myself, now the world that I exist in is almost totally void of metal. Like I'm very very rarely am I playing shows with other metal performers. I'm always on stage with, you know, pop groups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um and, and also of course, you know, I've been in Asia for 10 years, so you lose a sense of um, you lose a sense of the Western idea of what metal is and what a metalhead is and you know what it means to like the the metal identity. So um, to hear all this again now to have the metalheads kind of you know resist me kind of is a strange nostalgia, and, <laughs> almost a yeah. compliment in, in a sense. Yeah, it's 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 odd, but you know I'm having a good time, so happiness. That's great. So, uh, are you guys like working on, on an album now, or like, what's the next? What are the next steps here? With, well, with it's yeah, it's it's funny because um, Nippon Manju has happened, and no one anticipated 
this success. No one anticipated it at all. It's uh, the plan was originally so Clearstone put the group together and the group was meant to be like promotion for Clearstone for their costumes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the plan was to kind of, you know, be a big hit in Japan and hopefully get a lot of attention in Japan, but they weren't really thinking outside that. Um, so then, you know, we've had this massive success with Nippon Manju and actually the reaction from outside Japan has been far greater than the reaction from inside Japan. So, um, yeah, a few weeks ago when the video got released, a few days later, all the Clearstone people kind of sat down and said, oh, God, what are we going to do? This this is a surprise. <laughs> so, so I haven't actually been briefed on all the details yet of, of what plans are. I've heard a bunch of ideas um, of things that might happen um uh, all i know is the shows that we definitely have booked uh which are for the next what a few months we're all over japan all the time so there's a lot happening in japan um i think stuff is going to start happening outside japan soon but i don't have that confirmed or anything yet so i probably shouldn't mention it um (laughs) okay fair enough yeah you'll find out when you get on the plane I'm sorry? You'll find out when you get on the plane. Well, that's probably actually, yeah, that's probably <laughs> what'll happen. I'll be told, you go into the airport, here's your flight number, get on this plane. And then uh, the, uh, cost- the captain will announce where I'm going, and I'll say, well, how about that? Yeah, or or your new costume will be, um, you know, like blindfolds, and uh, they'll just take you to the next venue, <laughs> the next country. That's right. I end up in a Thai prison. Oh, oh. God. This is oh, not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they give you, like, a sexy leprechaun costume. You're like, oh, maybe we're going to Ireland. Cool. <laughs> just engage you by the Irish. costume. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, the plane actually follows a rainbow curvature <laughs> to make it to Ireland. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Um, but regarding an album, I mean, I don't know at all. I assume that that would probably happen at some point. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but Lady Baby but, is kind of your priority right now. What, what about like, so do you have solo stuff uh, down the pipe? Uh, there's still so much solo stuff going on. The amount of stuff going on is absolutely mental. Um, there's still a lot of solo stuff going on. Uh, so like I said before, recently I got, this was pre Lady Baby. I got famous in China. Um, so we've been, which was a total, you know, which was amazing, right? Because we weren't thinking about China in any way. We were sitting here concentrating on Japan. Um, and then what happened was, uh, thieves took our photos from Twitter It's essentially my Twitter photos that got me famous in the first place, took our photos from Twitter and then reposted them on Weibo, which is the Chinese equivalent of Twitter, reposted them on Weibo as like fake ladybeard accounts um so all these people in china started to spread my photos around and so when we found out about this we went we started the official account and we had like in the first day we had all these messages asking is this really you is this really you is this really you so i guess it's really me and we had a hundred thousand followers in a week um it's up to 200 and something thousand now Uh, so it's just exploded in China so we're in China all the time like in July we spent 13 days in China I think Um, so there's there's plenty of that going on China loves the cross-dressing metal what can we say 
China loves the cross-dressing medal. You know what's so funny is I spent six years living in Hong Kong and I didn't get fun. I didn't get famous then, but then I moved to Japan and then I got famous. In it China. always works out like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre, what right? What can you do? It's funny. The world funny. works in mysterious ways. It does. It's a it's a wacky tobacky kind of place. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Lady Beer, thank you so much for waking up early and talking to us. What time is it right now in Japan? Uh, it's currently quarter past eight in the morning. And before we go, before yes. we go, let me apologize to you guys and everyone listening for dropping the ball last week and not being here like I was scheduled to. But <laughs> uh, I sincerely apologize. Cool. It was it was those thirteen days in China. It was the traveling, working hard every day. It was it was just finally the day where Lady Beard set an alarm, and then the alarm rang, and Lady Beard kept on sleeping. So, you know what? As <laughs> just, as payment. When you play the U.S., you have to come in and sit on the show in person. Yeah, we do. Oh, that's, that sounds fantastic to me. Thank you very much. I would be honored. We'd love to have Lady Beard on for an oh entire show. Oh, my God. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we'll all cross-dress, you know. In, oh, to, to, totally yeah. should. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, that translates really well on an audio podcast for sure. I agree. It's maybe for us in the room. <laughs> That'll be a reason for us to finally do a video feed. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it just for the cross-dressing. You would be amazed at the power of a skirt. It will transform true, everything about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything. I believe it. All thank right. Uh, thank you. We're going to let you go. We're going to play the Lady Baby uh, track. Uh, Excellent. As we let you go. Thank you so much, Lady Beard. Thank uh, you very much, guys. Great to talk to you. Nice I'll see to you later. On. All right. That was Lady Beard. We're going to play the new track from his group, Lady Baby. It's called Nippon Manju. <laughs>
Chuck Landington. Reminding you. Joe Franklin. Steven Seagal. Cousin Brucie. This show has introduced young people to more creepy old men than chat roulette and Tinder combined. You're listening to the Metal Injection Livecast.
Chuck Blandington here, asking you to like us at Facebook.com and follow us on Twitter at MILiveCast for all the latest livecast news and dick pics. We'd post boob pics too, but Noah has a boyfriend, so you'll have to settle for pics of his dick.
You're listening to the Metal Injection Livecast. Didn't that song sound great? Oh, I'm sorry. I had my script wrong. I meant to say that song didn't sound great. Here's another. Hey, don't go pushing my papers around, you prick, you prick. Look around you over here. Is this the setting for profanity? Hey, fuck you. You got the fucking love! This is Chuck Blandington. I apologize if my announcements haven't been up to par lately. My dumbass neighbor has been moving bricks around his yard and screaming motherfucker at the top of his lungs all night. I haven't slept in a week. You're listening to the Metal Injection Livecast.
this is Chuck Landington. I just had a repressed thought come to the surface. I remembered Bill Cosby drugging me and touching my CPU back in 1984 when I was just a Commodore 64. I'm going to go call my lawyer. Oh yes, and by the way, the Metal Injection live cast returns. Now. Oh yes. <laughs> the live cast is back. It's Rob. And all of us are awake and not on quaaludes, right? No, nobody was drugged during the break. Or Unwi- not yeah, unwillingly. Yeah. I should say. No comment. You Actually, were, you yes. Were willingly yeah, drugged. some of us were drugged. Is that what but you But willingly. willingly. Yeah. yeah. So it's all right. I'm sitting next to a bunch of Bill Cosby's here. <laughs> Christina's back. Uh, <laughs> Shit. So during the break, we were just talking to, to our buddy here, Dan Ozzy, who hey. works with uh, Noisy and gets sent on some interesting assignments. Like you hung out with Refused uh, on the road yeah. for how long? Like two weeks? Like a, like a week. We did the West Coast tour. And you you lived on their bus. You yeah. live. You That's basically perfect wow. amount of time. That's the part. Like yeah. Yeah, any really more than was. that would have yeah. just been horrendous. How do you pronounce the lead singer's last name? Oh man, is it bad that I spent like a week with them? And I uh, I figured if anybody I, I, would know, but it's not like he introduces himself. I think it's his... like Lykson okay. or something. It's I, I learned how to say uh, their hometown, which is Umia. I think Umia. So you're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> that is as much as I got. All right. Uh, you got to basically experience. Uh, all the shitty parts of life on the road without the one good part about life on the road, which is the hour or whatever of performing live every night. Right. The, the yeah. one reason why people go out on the yeah, road. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was awesome because it's such a s- sweet, like they had this big bus and it was like the easiest, you know, they have people taking care of them. So it's like no road warrior shit. It's just like. They're not nice, hauling any gear. They got, they got crew. They have like two techs. A front end manager. They have a lights person, a, 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 a tour manager, um, a Stage merch person. Time. It's and they're all like super nice people. Yeah, they've got a pretty sweet gig when they come to the U.S. That whole communist thing only goes to a certain point, <laughs> yeah. and then they let capitalism take over. So you were, you know, using a bathroom like a regular person. Yeah, no shitting though. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. no That's shitting on the no shitting on unless it's in a bag. Oh yeah, is that a is, is that, that the a rule? Yeah. I unfortunately didn't. didn't well, I feel like that's the emergency yeah, situation. Like it, but even right. that, what is kind of a bag? No, you just kind of like put a bag, a but plastic, what on uh, like your a plastic ass? bag? Okay. Plastic. No, 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 okay. in the toilet, like you would around the rim of a garbage, like can. a female condom, but it's a okay. On and then you shit in the bag so that you could take the bag and throw it out so you don't leave it on the bus, right? Because the plumbing, you can't, you can't flush a number two on the. Am bus. I the only one at this table that <clears throat> didn't realize that that's what's done on a bus? Well, well, they wouldn't do it because it's like if someone ha- like has the shits and they just can't hold it in. Uh-huh. Well, it's, like it's funny because as soon as we got on the bus, their tour manager, Robin, who's like just kicks ass. She was just like, all right, so uh, make yourself at home. And uh, just remember, you know, only rule, no shitting in the bathroom. And like, I was like, why, why do I look like the person that would be <laughs> explaining Somebody would it. have to tell me that because I yeah. can't, you know what I mean? You wouldn't you know. know. I you wouldn't know. know, and then I'd be that person, probably. Yeah. And then they would hate you for the rest of yeah, the tour. No, I know. Like, the bathroom this is, also I'm had learning like a, a life like lesson. a little shower, stand-up shower. Oh, that's oh, a that's nice. shit bus. shower? Yeah. A bidet. You cannot shit in the shower. Oh. Can you pee in the shower? <laughs> um... I, I, nobody took showers. Did you? No, I didn't. I because the toilet's right, literally like maybe three inches away from it. So there's no reason to at all. Did you pee into the toilet from the shower? Oh, <laughs> or would you have had the ability to do so? Should you have ever wanted to? 
I suppose that I could have done that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're on the road. It's a long drive. You're bored. We get an award for the most absurd question to ask Dan Ozzy. You can't prepare for this. We have a more absurd question. When we get to our question of the week from last week, we'll ask Dan that. That's a more absurd question. It's a pretty absurd question. Yeah, we'll get to it. I don't even remember what the question of the week was. Five seconds after we said it, I had no idea. We had had trouble remembering ourselves. But, uh, uh, but but during the break we were like oh so any, any good refuse stories but you were saying that they're like the most normal yeah they're super people. they're super normal in fact they were talking about Guns and Roses and I was like oh it's funny I was just in the back of the bus reading a book and one of the stories is about Axl Rose and there was this amazing story where like he was so fucking pissed off at uh, Slash that he like took his uh, Slash's boa constrictor and was like about to do damage and like Slash picked up his, his guitar and like like an axe and was like don't fucking touch my snake and and like Axel just put it down and walked away and I told him this story and like Dennis walks by and the guitarist was like hey Dennis uh, don't touch my fucking snake and he was just like cool gotcha and like it's just like just normal ass people like just super normal nice Swedish men yeah. No, yeah. no, really, super crazy tour stories from that. What are you gonna do when you pick up a snake? I mean, what, like, what? So why is there a snake on a tour? Yeah, bus? why is, is there a tour? Oh, this is Guns and Roses. Which Come on, is quite well, like, different. are you using the snake as a weapon? I, no, it was just like a revenge. Like, I'm gonna to kill the snake. this snake because you. It's oh. his um, emotional service animal. Not, I mean, yeah. like, I'm not into snakes at all. But then a dead snake, I feel like I would be just as bad as it's a. It's one of the things that we're we're talking about. What we were talking about before about how there's no like mega huge rock stars because. The music industry doesn't have enough money to accommodate that yeah. kind of behavior. That's one thing that we're losing is just the insane, insane behavior yeah. that comes with like the hubris yeah. of having a multi-million dollar record deal. You know, right. yeah, now just it's, having snakes on a bus and now it's like Coke Kid Rock and, writing an inappropriate tweet. Right? That's yeah. like the now pinnacle. It's like, of- now it's like, what? Frank Ocean said something I don't 100% agree with in my crazy left-wing neoliberalism. Is Frank Ocean still famous? I haven't heard yeah, his well, name Frank in like Frank Ocean years. is going to be fucking huge. Now, I'm sure your metal fans love this. Yeah, it's all right. But from what I know about Frank Ocean, he's like surprised. Like, people are like, oh, is it today? Like, what day is this album coming out? It might be tomorrow. Oh. And apparently like when it comes out, it's going to be mega huge. So I think, yeah. Monica loves Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about it. He's the gay John Legend, basically, right? Uh, oh, I don't know. I guess. It is? Like, he's supposed to be Soul big. singer, but not, he's into dudes, and he's not with Chrissy Teigen, so he's not John <laughs> Yeah, right. That's the only difference between yeah. them. <laughs> I think. Uh, also, we were talking about, during the break, how you hung out with Fat Mike of oh, No man. Effects. This is, that's, yeah, th- maybe this was the one guy that has like some of that old school rock Industry mm. mentality to him without much of the budget, but yeah. <laughs> no, he's yeah. he's got plenty of well, off. Here's I'm an sure. interesting about thing about Mike. Mike is exceedingly wealthy because uh, not his fucking label or his band or anything, which I'm sure he does okay or breaks even. Mm-hmm. He like is a real estate genius. Oh, really? And has invested like all of his money. From well, the, he is a Jew. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah, that out yeah. There. Well, yeah, and he will tell you that readily. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing that he is like made millions off of. Oh, yeah. and he puts that huh. back into the label. I see. Um, I know he has like a restaurant in New York, like a fancy. He has a restaurant in restaurant. Park Slope. Yeah, Park Slope. He has a uh, place in Vegas that's like his like punk house that you can mm-hmm. rent out uh, to stay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think has like a what does it have in it? Like a pool with a slide or some like oh a mini golf course. It has it has a mini golf course. Ooh, what? Um, 
Yeah, but that dude is rich. But okay, so that guy, um, I stayed with him. He was him and his dominatrix uh, fiance uh, Soma were very nice enough to let me stay with them for a weekend in Connecticut. It's like sleepy Connecticut town without tying you up. Yeah, <laughs> but we were we were filming like a little documentary on his like weirdo musical that he was making, and which is on noisy. If you want, it's two parts. You can watch it. But we stayed with him, me and these two shooters, Taji and Evan. And we stayed in his house, and it was like 11 o'clock at night. We were kind of turning in, and his wife was kind of like cleaning up around the house, his fiance. And then uh, he comes downstairs with like a, a magazine, like a dominatrix magazine, and a porn. And he was like, oh, yeah, you can have these if you want. I was like, okay, cool, thanks. And then I was like, I realized that he, him, and his, him and his wife own the magazine, and they also made this porn <laughs> Which was a dominatrix porn. He made very clear that it had won two uh, AVN, AVN awards yeah. for like best music, which proud. he wrote, yeah, yeah. and best other like taking a Fisting. dildo in both yeah. ends or from whatever oh, the boy. award was for that. And so we he, best double penetration. So we were like, yeah, let's put this on. So I'm putting it on, and his wife is a star of the mm-hmm. film. And I'm watching it like with her, which is That's like an you've never watched a porn with the uh, with the featured actress. And not only like look, I'm not and I'm her not fiance a square, <laughs> but I watched the kind of porn that I watched. This was, in his words, not like regular porn. Yeah. This was like a guy who was like getting it in both ends from two dominatrixes, and mm-hmm. one of them was her. So we're just kind of like the. Th- so this is also like like super underground porn where you're watching it with one of the stars right. who happens to be the fiance of one of the other people yeah. in the room who's the one bragging about the porn too. Yeah, and that's the thing that was funny. Bragging is a good word cuz Michael like watch it and he's the kind of guy who like even, despite the fact that he's fucking 50 years old, he has this mentality of a kid where it's like, "Ah, don't you find that like weird and offensive?" Yeah. And you're like, "No, not really. Like it's it's kind of weird that we're watching it together, yeah. but like I don't really like porn is not that weird." Yeah to me yeah but no he has that mentality where it's like eh, eh, you weirded out yet <laughs> you weirded out by this guy being pegged <laughs> yeah, while sucking exactly. some dildo cock <laughs> but yeah so then we watched that and I had this film uh, this uh, shooter with me Taji who is just like one of the funniest people I know and he was kind of like looking at his phone most of the time and then he like looked up and he was like, oh, wait, what? And then he was just like, is that you? <laughs> like, he, just, he just made it so awkward. So, yeah, that was pretty sweet. That was, like, wow. way more weird than the Refuse. Yeah. The whole tour with Refuse. Right. Just that 10-minute that <laughs> yeah. instance was more wild. Uh, uh, so... How long were you watching the porn for? Was it just yeah, one what scene? Happened an hour long porn? Oh, you watched the you entire, watched yeah, we watched the entire film. film. You it was like say a good story. work? It was like a story. Oh, there was did story anybody take it. their dick out? Like, was he hoping somebody would? Like, to Oh, us? Yeah. No. I, no. Did he hope somebody would like, start laughing? Did you feel pressure to? No, I didn't. Did you clap afterwards? Yeah, like, what <laughs> yeah, happened it, at the end? Or, look, I was setting my own precedent here. I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is the situation that people were in. Was she, like, critiquing herself and her performance as she was? kind of like... Like she, it was funny too because she, when she goes out, she'll wear like a red leather like thing with like cleavage push all the way mm-hmm. to the top and like you know crazy like half a red mohawk. The same but, outfit that Lady Beard wears. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but she, uh, yeah. when we watched this, she just had like a no effects hoodie on and she was just kind of like cleaning up and getting ready for bed. Yeah. So it was just like <laughs> just uh, super cash. Yeah, yeah. just super cash over watching <laughs> watching the porn. Now, were there any like? 
discussions about the the cinematic achievements of the film. Like, oh, I really like the shot, how you're able to well, get both dildos he, he penetrating be like, the guy. Since he helped work on it, there were a lot of his, like, behind the scenes. Fat, fat Mike jokes in the movie where it's like, uh, <laughs> he'd be like, oh, watch this part that we um, see. Uh, oh, what the fuck was. He changed the character's name from. Uh, not Clint Eastwood. I'm totally forgetting it right now. But there would all a lot of times be a dildo joke, and he would be like, "Ah, do you get it? Do you get it?" And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> oh I, get, I get it. I get it." Oh my joke. god! Wow. Sounds like a proud dad. Yeah, <laughs> sort which of. I mean, it kind of is yeah. uh, in a weird way. Oh, oh, oh! It was uh, Butch Cassidy. And they changed the name to Bitch Cassidy. He's like, you get it? I was like, yes. I wow. <laughs> That's, I how could you not? You should be like, wait, no, I don't understand. <laughs> no, you should have, uh, please. Yeah. Am I missing the joke here? Oh, no, I'm not missing the joke. I guess I did <laughs> do get you, it. it was do you an think interesting he... guy because he's just like the only millionaire punk idiot left in the world. Like, he's smart, but... His lifestyle, but also he—he he just strikes me as someone who's so burnt by all the drugs he's done over. But he mm, still does them. The last, well, he still I, loves yeah. it. One of my friends, uh, Jonah, he was the editor of Alternative Press years ago, and he did a story on Mike where he went out with him, and there was a lot more drug use then. And he was just like, I—it makes no sense that he's alive. Yeah. It makes no w- right. reasonable sense because with all the drugs that he, I had. could only just watching that reality show that they had. Yeah, that's that's what they're. Yeah, season coming yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just when like, they just ran it. Oh, here's a green powder. I don't know what powder. this is. Let yeah. me snort it in Japan. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, but you have to think about like this is what the fuse sensors. Allowed, yeah. Right, like, right. can you imagine how much more footage that they were like? We absolutely can't. Well, it came out on DVD. It's pretty much the same. Okay, but I, I mean, but like, or, or like whatever they wouldn't be willing yeah. to show on camera, like the <laughs> the yeah. heroin injections. Oh, and the I know is, one thing that didn't make it, and I've been barred from saying well, it. But will you tell I, us off the air? You can't, you can't say these things. Yeah. I just remember when I was like in high school and stuff. They were probably my favorite band and I'd go see them live and they'd make all these references to like how much cocaine they did before the set and I thought it was like this kind of meta commentary on stereotypical rock bands and that they actually weren't doing this they were just like (laughs) this is what a typical rock band would do oh man we've done so much cocaine right but no they were being serious they had done a lot of cocaine and it's just like looking back it's like wow I I never really listened to them as a kid like we were talking about Mm -hmm. offline but um, I did see them last year at Riot Fest, and Riot Fest has, you know, it's a big outdoor festival in a park, so they'll have like two stages kind of facing mm-hmm. each other. As soon as one band's done, the next one will take over. And that band Failure was playing. Okay. And literally, like, as soon as Mike's uh, microphone went live, he was just like, shut up, shut up over there. He's like, God, he's like, it was like that whole set was a, like a failure. And, like, uh, and then they played one song. And he was just like that. One song is better than Failure's entire discography. Like it was. And he loves was talking of, shit. It's yeah. great. And then like everybody that was there, he was making. He was making fun of Henry Rollins and Pussy Riot and like everybody that was there. <laughs> it was wonderful. great. One time I saw them and like he just kept goofing on the band thrice. And Sounds how right, like yeah. he's like, can you believe all those guys actually believe in God? They think that there's an actual God in the sky. They think it's really true that there's really someone up there. And he was just like, what was would the not band? let it go. It was great. Was it under oath? Or some band was doing daily prayer meetings at Warp Tour. And this was the one year that this it might was have on been Fuse every day. Everyday Fuse had like a one hour check in at Warp Tour. Okay. And Fat Mike would go and like troll the prayer <laughs> meeting. Wow. 
to the point where you know what's I think he the band broke up because of my fact I think it was under oath I'm not okay. I'm not 100 percent sure it's really funny because he was saying he'll say all these things on on stage that are. I forget what he was saying at Riot Fest, but he was just making fun of failure. He's making fun of people. He'll make f- jokes about like Laura Jane Grace and stuff, and he's like the only person who can do it because he just like got grandfathered into yeah. this like bef- pre problematic, yeah. you know, like thing where he and like, that was always their thing. They were sort of a jokey yeah, and band. That's the thing is like. It's kind of like, well, how seriously do you take a guy who sings a song about like sniffing farts and stuff yeah, like that? You yeah. know, but yeah, he kind of is like the one guy who's just managed to grandfather his way into like, a way, oh, like, internet. Like, if I said something like that, oh yeah, it would just be like internet outrage, yeah. you know. But he can just like go under the radar because it's like, ah, well, it's Mike, you yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's a pretty sweet little uh, niche he's carved <laughs> yeah. out for himself. God That's why I feel like some of the drug use and all of that stuff is probably because he feels like he has to keep that going. Like uh, to, no, I think he know, just enjoys doing drugs. I think that's most of it, but I think part of it is also like, well, for what I can't make that? people think that I'm like, you know, just this older rich guy now. I have to keep being who I was when I was 23. Mm. I have to aggressively I, he, be I mean, clearly, if he's doing dom- dominatrix. I'll tell, I'll tell one story that I think is fine to tell off offline, but, I mean, off... Uh, you online. Know, yeah, I mean, well... It's okay, we'll edit it's okay. it out. Just, when, just tell us When we, were, when we uh, were filming the documentary, the last thing that happened was, like, we caught him, like, doing a bump of cocaine, and then he's like, oh, shit, and he kind of, like, laughed about it, you know? And then we... Um, you know, we don't want to put anything online where people are doing drugs without their consent. Like, mm-hmm. it's just fucked up. So we asked him before it went on, like, hey, like, you, we caught you kind of, like, doing coke behind something. Are you cool with putting it up? And he was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, he was on that fucking show where he yeah. did, like, a gr- line of whatever that was. Yeah. So yeah. he was just like, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden he was just like, ah, actually, you know what? I have a business deal that might... And I was like, what business are you getting involved with that yeah. doesn't know that you would yeah. know like, I, I, like, do they just not do any maybe, research? Maybe yeah. he was just about Google to... Google Fat Mike. Okay. He was about to sponsor a different brand of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, and right. then he was caught on camera now, doing a competitive now, brand. I'm curious, how was he doing this bump of cocaine? Was it a line? Was it on a key? You know what? It Did was he have like, one of those one-hitters? Did he have a long nail we were kind of like... <laughs> well, it's kind of questionable because he we filmed him from behind and he like... He went into his wife's purse. He was so he's wearing, he's he was wearing, a, wearing a skirt, like went into his wife's purse, and you just saw him from behind kind of just like, be like this, like, you know? And then he turned around like this, and he was like, oh shit, I don't do drugs, I don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny, it was a funny moment, yeah. I wish we could have kept it. I mean, I think even he thought it was probably pretty funny, but we just couldn't keep it. Interesting. It's okay, we used it here. Yeah. <laughs> God bless Fat Mike. What a, what a lovely gentleman. Yeah, so I'm glad, thanks for having me on to... Um, is he in the same band as Tim Timebomb? No. Is that the same no. thing? No. <laughs> no, that's Rancid. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then how... And it's Tim Armstrong. Stop with the t- Tim Timebomb. Oh, it's no, because he has a so... show on Faction. Yeah, and I don't... Oh, it man. Doesn't. I saw Rancid at, at when I was on the road with Refuse because one of the things was at Punk Rock Bowling. Oh, okay. And they yeah, play yeah. Outcome the Wolves start to finish. <sighs> it's fucking awesome. I, I gotta say. He can still pull that and, stuff yeah, off? Man. Okay. Because he it seems sort of like good. a little they're, too far gone I think that's what they're doing now. on that tour now. Okay. It was awesome. I got to give it up. Yeah, the last two albums. That album drags in the middle. But the and fir- How Come the Wolves? Yeah. They, that's the problem with Rancid is their albums are like 32 songs That's long. true. 
like cut it down by like 15 minutes and you have like five but that was always my favorite rancid album it's that was was when they sort of put it all together and then afterwards i know and then they i feel like after that they sort of felt guilty about doing such an accessible album so they tried 2000 self-titled is also great i I stand by that i never got into it i never liked it 100 it's like their most angry record i I just feel like they showed how talented they were with an outcome the wolves and they're they're like all right forget all that Mm. now we're just gonna do an album where every song sounds the same and it's like actually the only one i don't really like is uh indestructible or whatever oh god yeah but i actually think there's redeeming qualities and life Life when we'd had some moments, but yeah, after that, it's... Christina, what's your favorite... thrilled uh, with our punk talk here. What's your favorite Rancid album, Christina? (laughs) No? (laughs) Rancid. The self-titled one. Which one? Yeah, there's a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Let's Go is also good. Oh, uh, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, This band, this one unsigned death metal band, uh, had the most unique way to try to get signed... By uh, relapse, relapse records, and that was by. Uh, we've joked about these like video voicemail services, like you can hire Dave Elvison to like call you and wish you a happy birthday or whatever. And these services also have pro wrestlers, and so uh, this one band, Vorzog, got ECW <laughs> like character from Legend of Zelda or something. Vorzog. Vorzog was Rob's nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Noah. You got to save that for when it's actually funny. Uh, oh, but uh, they got uh, they got ECW legend Raven, mm. my favorite '90s professional wrestler, next to Sabu. Oh my god! To shill for Vorzug to Relapse Records to get them signed. I wonder how much and they paid. Twenty five dollars is how much <laughs> yeah. this cost. I really? looked it up. Yeah, you could hire Raven for twenty five dollars to shill your band, and Raven did a pretty good job. Vorzug has reached. Number one on the Amazon death metal charts. Congratulations. I'm Raven, professional wrestling superstar. And all I want to do is tell the bassist. just refer to himself as a superstar? You, Buffalo yeah. boy, you know what I mean? Also, Relapse Records. Uh, listen, you need to sign Vorzug right away. Otherwise, I will completely dismember you and stuff your heads into... into uh, let's see, I could stuff your heads up your asses. I could stuff your heads into each other's penis holes. I could stuff your heads... Uh, with each other's heads, and then I would have a giant head filled with heads. Quote the Raven, nevermore. <laughs> My favorite Simon thing about this man. is you know that he watched this back and he was like, eh, good enough for 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that is just... <laughs> That's what I love about that. Like, yeah, I made my money. <laughs> just sounds like someone's uncle. So... The band is awful, by the way. Of course, I mean, we'll, of course. We'll, we'll play it in a moment. But they they apparently really love this voicemail service because they got a lot of people. <laughs> to, they got like Hacksaw? a gift certificate. Yeah, they got Hacksaw Jim Duggan to do oh, Hey, surprise, Daniel. WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan here. And I know May 8th is your birthday. And this I know you've been a wrestling fan for a long time. So being a drummer for Vorzug, I'm sure you'll appreciate this. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, yo. This is what kills Rowdy Roddy. Yeah. He watched this video. Yeah. Happy birthday. His agent pitched this to him, and he was like, you know, I think I'm just going to die instead. 
<laughs> he like, are you one? Are you two? Are you three? <laughs> no, he doesn't go that far. But I love this oh, one. Hey, guy, need a singer? Give me a call. <laughs> if you need That's a singer, give me a guy. call. Ho! And you got Tawny Katane. Hey there, Rock Rollin. I hear it's your birthday. Hi, my name is Tawny Katane. How are you? So you're turning the big... What are you turning? Oh, I didn't. She God. couldn't. Again, you're getting paid $25. Yeah. $25 for how much time? 40 seconds. So if you do 50, you get 80 seconds? Or is I don't it, know. I don't know. Ceiling? Could we have like Raven just do all the lyrics to My Neck, My Back? Yeah. That might be worth it. If we could just yes, collect so. like $400 I and have like a Royal Rumble on the podcast one day. Just like 12 <laughs> wrestlers at once. Of people chilling for voice. Just throw a sandwich into the middle of the room and they could fight over it. <laughs> But let's see. Let's wow. see if Tawny finds out how old oh. this guy. Is. You can tell me how old you are, but it sounds to me that maybe you're like, I don't know, how old do you feel? Oh my! Twenty five, twenty seven years old. Yeah, me too. She okay. Uh, um, I also I know about your band, and I heard that you had a number one song on Amazon. She knows all this, but she doesn't um, know how old he is. I really yeah. want to encourage you to stay with it because you're really good at what you do. Ah. Um, I love your music. And also, um, um, Buffalo, you know? Well, we know what Happy she did with birthday. the $25. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Look, uh, even even all that was still better than Ravens. Put your heads in your heads. Uh, quote oh, the Raven, yeah. nevermore. Yeah. You know what he sounded like? He sounded like, a, Raven sounded like a Tommy boy when he's like, well, I'll tell you what, you can get a hell of a good look at a T-bone steak by stick my head. <laughs> Wait, no. It's got to be your bull. This is the band? This is this is uh, Vorzug. God bless him. And apparently Tawny Katane liked this. Yeah. And she thinks they should stick with it. Yeah. Vorzug just sounds like Werner Herzog. Yeah. 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 Smashed together. I'm just dying to know how old he is now. <laughs> I can't, That's the I can't get it. It'll be an unsolved head. mystery. It's just like really bad, like enslaved Trash insomnium. It. Wait till you get to the vocals. That's Do the we real. have to? Yes. I'm fast forwarding here. We're about a minute in. This verse. Well, I, I had a joke, but I didn't. I said, in my mind, I was like, yeah, go for it. Uh, when that happens to me, I say it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fill the silences somehow. Oh, God. <laughs> Number one on the Amazon death metal charts, guys. Stick with it. Over death heaven, even? I, I wow. can see how Tawny Katane <laughs> would like this. It sounds like Whitesnake if David Coverdale had lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that totally works. That. Right, I think we're good. Yeah. We got it, Vorzuk. Thanks, Vorzuk. Yeah. God bless <laughs> They you. didn't pay us to play that. Fuck them. No. We should, uh, we but we got pay, all that comedy We should pay them. competing yeah. wrestlers to call Relapse and be like, <laughs> like don't <laughs> sign Vorzuk. Don't you dare sign Vorzuk or I'll come. Listen up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pay Hacksaw $50 to call back <laughs> and take it back. Wait, no. Just pay Raven. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Raven, can you do it? Hey, remember when I said side more? It's like, I was lying. <laughs> or we could just find out who else they're using and send them an extra five bucks to say the whole thing sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Vorzog is really 
a good band. Yeah. <laughs> I think Relapse would totally. I mean, Raven for... already did it that way without <laughs> having to get the extra money to the other. No, we didn't have to pay Raven for that. Uh, all right, uh, let's play uh, uh, Aruquack. What? Is, is the guy who sent in this Christina? <gasps> oh so yeah! I can't believe go. this happened. Wait, can I have some background? What? What did I? Did I say something stupid last? No, week? it's just it's someone's so cr- it's someone's interpretation. If someone wanted me to pass along oh. much love from the chat. I love this. I'm so Our happy. Quack. And then he kind of uh, threw in a little burn uh, at Noah. Oh, what? Uh, by, say what? I won't by, have that. By no, saying. Go ahead. Uh, better play it soon, though, before Noah dramas out another potential live cast regular. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> cuts to the bone. Uh, I don't know what this means, no. but I well, how mean, long is your lease on this place? A year. A year. Okay, so we at least have the year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That so is so mean. <laughs> Ninety seconds. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me just, hold on. Let me just turn off this block talk, lady. All right. So here is. Hi, Christina. Welcome, Christina, everybody. This is great. (laughs) I'm so excited. Free edibles, hand-rolled joints. Golden joints. A piñata filled with joints. (gasps) Joints with a coat of uh, dab wax. He's so great. (laughs) Hands deep in your shoes. Oh, really? Your hair looks great. Thank you. Thank you. Hear that your wife does amazing things with things. <laughs> Get your wife over here. Let's do some HGTV. <laughs> Best night of my life. This guy and I are going to have a problem. <laughs> you, sir or madam, are a fucking genius. Christina's fitting right in. I'm the perfect roommate. You're all right. It, no, it's, I'm not just all right. I mean, I'm spectacular. <laughs> it's been magical. I'm, I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. I want to let you know you are punk. You are fag. You are punk, little gay. Worse than Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. This is an iron chic. You get in fix of the middle section. I love this. I'm crying. My heart is so filled with joy right now. Oh my god! Thank you, Ara Quack. That was so beautiful. I need that on a loop. And every time I walk into the room, what song was that playing in the background? I couldn't place that song. Oh my goodness! I'm I'm literally crying. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, All right. I'm just speechless. I'm sorry. <laughs> Done. I love that half of those drops are stuff that was said this week, too. Like about your hair and about different edibles. I'm a one-trick pony. What can I say? Podcast is a flat circle. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we also have uh, this jingle that he sent for Veruva. Whoa! <laughs> Shut up! Organic Veruva. <laughs> Veruva. Better for you to go and get some wholesale one. <laughs> If you ever run out of food, you can have some of that <laughs> as real ingredients. It's so good, I even eat it. <laughs> that was Noah. That was unbelievable. Retelling a story about her about a Russian woman that lives in my neighborhood that told me. 
that I should eat dog food. If you're out of food, it's so good. Yes. You could just eat the dog food. You can eat varuva. Oh, my We really need to get some live reads from varuva. This is too easy. There is. There it is. You should just send that to them and say, pay me. Pay us. Oh, my goodness. Your listeners are so talented. I can't stand it. They are good listeners. I was telling Noah earlier that they're like the only people on the internet that like consistently don't yell at me. Because like most people don't yell at me anymore. But they're, they're, they're like the most loyal of the followers that I think I have. They're great. That's wonderful. We've raised them well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After six years. I believe the commenters are the future of <laughs> Oh, my goodness. What a day. Uh, so <laughs> Christina is amped. I'm so excited. I love when things like that happen. I really do. Uh, so let's talk about our question of the week. Oh, God. Uh, the question was if you could fuck any Subway sandwich. Is that what the question yes. was? Yes. Yes. That's Which would hysterical. it be? And why? Because we were talking about Jared last week and his whole yeah, right. scandal. And then we somehow got onto I said that he, sh- he should put his penis in a Subway sandwich. Right. And then Sid was like, that yeah, should be well, the question which one? of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I, my answer, a foot long. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm out of here. But which one? Oh, I, I, meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, really? though, yeah, meatballs because. <laughs> but the, the acidity of the tomatoes. Toasted? No, no, no. But like Rob, the balls would get in the up. way. No, no, it would create like a massaging. Oh, cheese. Oh. Okay. Cheese. Somebody, somebody sent a, a thing to me in the mail. Uh, Pornhub <laughs> sent it to me. It, it's called an auto blow. It's like a blowjob machine, uh-huh. and when you look into it, it's like a it's like a silicone sleeve that you put in, but inside it's like balls that it's like ribbed. roll up and yeah, it's ribbed. Oh, yeah. So it's, I imagine a, a sub a meatball sub would be the same because we get a fuck. A, but you can't they fuck would vegetables. just break apart and smush. You couldn't really get vigorous. It's, it's, with it's, 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 it's like a fleshlight. Is that what it is? Shut, that? Shut, I'm shut ruining it. You don't get it. You don't get it. Sid, you don't get it. You don't get it. It's true. You just don't think about vegetables would like cut your junk up and everything. What vegetable would cut you? Like if you had like onions and stuff. I mean, can you imagine an onion or garlic? We'll never get that. Do they have garlic in Subway? A meatball hero is warm. It's lubed, Mm. and it has like massaging. Substance for Dan's pleasure. That's the sandwich mm. he would choose to oh, fuck. What would you geniuses go with? I would with? put my dick in a tuna sandwich. Wait, wait hold on. <laughs> I would. You different rules apply to you. You have to. What as a female sandwich would you fuck? Yeah, which one would you put inside? What would you have? What would you rub yeah. on your vagina? Like, is yeah. That no, I mean, I want to pretend that I yeah. have a dick, and me I too. Would that's it how it I tuna sandwich. All right, yeah. Lady beard back here. Yeah, what's that? The lady beard, you know. Tuna is actually a very good idea. Tuna's not bad. I no, feel like that's it's cold. That's it's like yeah. it's like a dead person. Yeah, it's not in nah. room temperature. I mean, I feel like tuna has the tuna? most uh, mayonnaise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it would be the most lubricated. I, yeah, I, I just feel like that would be the nicest around. <laughs> I was going to say I mean, tuna roast as well. beef. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good one. Yeah. Salami. That mm-hmm. was my choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, see, I was going to say veggie delight because no, that's, that's the well, worst but one. But listen, that's, but this is because that's the only one I would never consider eating. So it wouldn't be like right. wasting Sid, Sid food. It's like, uh, actually, I'm vegan. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I only have sex with vegetables. Uh, just because I want to fuck a but, sandwich but doesn't mean I want to hurt our But animals. seriously, the tuna, the tuna is I mean, the one. I mean, fun is fun here. But, but then uh, I'm thinking, I mean, I, obviously, we wouldn't do it in a flatbread, right? Like, <laughs> No, no, no. no, no. no. Is that another thing that they have that's like a 
pizza. The the, the, the word that they made up. The, oh, the, the, pizza. The something. Pizza sandwich or something. Yeah. That's, I can't even remember. It pisses Sa- sub, me off. Sub pizza. What, what the fuck was As an Italian, it's offensive yeah. to my people. I don't like it. Same. <laughs> Stick with uh, what you know. El Dorino with an old school reference says in the chat, Rob's tuna can dick comes tuna water. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Thanks for that. I don't have a tuna, tuna can water dick. Tuna water is, just, I, don't I mean, know. my cats like it's it. It's just <laughs> gross. fucked up. Yes. Yeah, gross. Mm-hmm. All right. So those were our answers. Yes. What's your yeah. uh, Well, we have some voicemails with uh, uh, fans' answers. Great. Sorry. I mean, I like the chicken teriyaki, though. It's not bad. Huh. Chicken just grosses me out. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Fuck I mean, a chicken. Subway alone grosses me out. Yeah. But if this is my you only didn't get resort, Noah saying like I this- wouldn't want to fuck a chicken. That's a drop. Damn it! Now I said it too. <laughs> uh, El Duderino, what, what did you have to say? Hey guys, I was getting a new phone last week, so I got some questions to catch up with. Number one: If I could live anywhere in the world, where would I choose? Max had a good idea with Finland because the landscape is very beautiful, but I like living in Long Beach, California. You don't have to shovel sunshine out of your driveway, so I'm happy about that. What I do wish is that everyone else would stop wishing they lived in Southern California. (laughs) We have too much traffic. It's crowded enough already. Rent's incredibly high. How about this? If you ride a bike and the bus, you can come here. Otherwise, don't come. We already have too many fucking cars. Number two, if I could fuck any Subway sandwich, what would it be? <laughs> it would have to be a really hot meatball sub with, like, pepper jack cheese and jalapenos. Ow, the most little... painful sandwich possible that would never make me want to fuck a Subway sandwich again. <laughs> and number three, one of the earlier questions you asked in last week's episode, what disability does Rob have? Um, <laughs> given his enormous size and occasional lapse in concentration, I would say it's Marfan syndrome. Kind of like Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Wow. I like how that guy wow. was like, all right, there, the population increase in Los Angeles <laughs> over the th- past five years has been unsustainable yeah. for the architecture that we have and the infrastructure. Yeah. And anyways, what kind of sandwich would I fuck? <laughs> oh. Definitely meatball. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go with a meatball. Did he sound like he had a stuffy nose to you? Sound a little congested? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, next, we got a few voicemails from Leroy, <laughs> who loves to provide... Uh, audience feedback in potentially the most rude way possible. <laughs> I think oh, that's his thing. That's uh, we're just that's just pl- the world nowadays. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna play one the, of them this week. Internet. Yeah, only gonna, one of them. Yeah, we'll one. play the rest uh, uh, next week. But here's all right. Hey, what's up? This is Leroy. Uh, just want to say it's Thursday night, and the day in the life of Lamb of God video from their tour is still not up on the site. Fuck you, Leroy. Whose fault is that? <laughs> but also, it's like, Leroy, uh, how much are you paying? This is for not this? a customer complaint Yeah, line. like, how much are you paying to watch the Slam of God video? Yeah. Nothing. How much work did you do yeah, to put like, it up? When, at what point did we guarantee it hey, would be up on Thursday? Leroy, can you uh, send me your address and I'll uh, PayPal you a refund for that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you have no right to complain. But anyway, what sandwich would you fuck? And I also had a question... Did you guys go to the NXT taping in Brooklyn? That didn't I heard happen yet. It was going to be off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, I would probably <laughs> have sex up. with the tuna. Yes, uh-huh. tuna. Right, uh, thank you. Another vote for tuna. Uh, and then here's one for Max. Max decided to answer the other question of the week, which is which song would you want to be performed by Darren doing his Dave Mustaine impersonation? Oh. 
Okay. Because Darren does a wonderful Dave Mustaine. Sure. And uh, Max, by the way, is Russia. Yes. Hey, what's up, Metal Injection? Max here from Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. I'm going to answer Darren's question. I cannot pick just one. <laughs> so I picked two. The first one is Wake Up Dead. The second one is Psychotron. These two songs are one of my favorite Megadeth songs. I, you know, and they're definitely one of the best what, Megadeth songs. Uh, the thing about this song is that they both, these two songs, they both uh, have uh, these, like, uh, all these uh, key elements of this unique signature Dave Mustaine vocal style, vocal delivery, or I don't know how to say so yeah, it would be really funny to hear how Darren would reproduce them. No, but that's see, not yeah. what. The, yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you. The point is, we wanted people to offer songs you wouldn't expect. Dave yeah, like non-Megadeth songs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but okay. Oh, Max, yes, well, Russian through and through. Tell us how he would fuck a sandwich. Yeah, come on, Max. What, what sandwich oh, you want to fuck? I guess this guy's just above fucking sandwiches <laughs> yeah. for no reason. All right. No, he so would like you the get Bougenina. Bougenina. Yeah, the, yeah. They don't the do Bujanina. They don't do roast pork. I, do, do, how do you pick this question for next week? Because I have a good one. If you, oh yeah, oh you can donate uh, a yeah. question. Okay, sure. and we don't. Well, I guess we're not going to talk about it now. Uh, well, you can yeah, say yeah. we well, have this, one more, but he doesn't answer the question, oh, so you okay. can go ahead. This it, it came up the other day. If you had to eat a piece of shit, like mm-hmm. you have to do it for whatever reason. Uh-huh. How how you can prepare it however you want it. How would you how would you do it? How would you do it? You know, like options, you know, deep fry it, barbecue, whatever. Oh, I already have my answer. <laughs> we'll take it offline. Something to think about. All right, that, that's a good question. That a is very a really gross. good question. Uh, okay, so the the next collection of voicemails. Uh, about two minutes of your time, folks, uh, is from Israeli guy who is our fan in Israel who left a voicemail a few weeks ago criticizing us for joking about the Appalt. And making fun. What? The Israeli accent. Oh. Yeah. That we think is one of the worst accents in the world. <laughs> Not all of us, though. So anyway, he goes on a bit of a rant. Hi, guys. This is Israeli guy again. A uh, long time. Uh, didn't call. Anyway, I wanted to comment about a few things uh, from the last show. Uh, you mentioned something related to Passover that was haroset. Oh, so ha- Christina, that's for you. Now, yeah. what is haroset? Like, that's that, that apple spread. It's a, it's so a honey good. paste, right, oh, with nuts and so stuff. It's and really apple, good. And an apple. Put it on the matzah, and then you're in heaven. <laughs> okay. So haroset is... Uh, Wherever you guys go. It uh, resembles <laughs> the cement, the... Really ancient uh, Jews used in uh, Egypt when they built the cities there. So the European Jews use uh, apples or something related, mm-hmm. and uh, more Mediterranean uh, Jews today use uh, dates or something like that. So Delicious. it's very sweet. Thank you for this. It's nice. We all love it, uh, except my mother's, which is awful. <laughs> oh. Another thing is schug. Schug is a Yemeni um, dish. I don't know, sauce. It's very spicy. It's made out of uh, hot peppers and uh, coriander, most likely. Um, another issue, the last issue, uh, was related to uh, the ultra-Orthodox Jews in Jerusalem. I actually don't remember what I wanted to say because <laughs> your app uh, of the voicemail is not uh, supported by um, 
mobile phones. So I had to grab my laptop, which took me about a week. What? And that's so not true. I don't remember what I want to say, but if you can fix it. <laughs> uh, you can. I think you could download an app. I think you just a week till he remembered to find. Did his it just laptop. cut off like that? Yeah, but he left more. Oh. If you're able to fix it, Hi again. so that it won't cut me uh, at ninety seconds, that would be great. Anyway, right thank you, and uh, uh, until yeah. next time. And then he has. A, uh, he oh, I almost forgot. Now he's um, driving a car. David should definitely sing a Christmas song. There we go. He wants wow. better answer. All right. So there we go. Mm. Uh, we can't do the the 90 seconds. That's just the cutoff for this service. Uh, just talk faster. Or really leave multiple voicemails. And I believe there are apps. You can you can download the SpeakPipe app to uh, leave the voicemail, and you just find us on there. All right. Well, that's our show. And uh-huh. the question of the week for next week. Is if you had to eat a piece of shit, you absolutely had to. For whatever reason, you have to. How would you want it mm. served to you? How would you want it cooked? That's a tough one. Uh, it doesn't you even can have put, to be cooked. You know, it could be like yeah. sushi. You can put barbecue. Pushy. Like, Pushy. You can put sriracha, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, have, uh, I, have a, I have a good answer, but I'll save it, it for next week. I'm no. kind of torn between, like, Natalie and Brulia. Mm. How, like, which... Uh, which way I would have it prepared? I'm thinking like milkshake brings all the uh. boys brings all the boys to the yard. Uh. <laughs> I, since I won't be here next week, can I just offer this bit of criticism? Yeah. Is, this bit, is this something to think about? Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh, maybe I would just cover it in sriracha, so I would just mm-hmm. taste the sriracha over mm-hmm. the shit. But then I think any time I had sriracha after that, yeah, it would I never would be just the same. Think, yeah, yeah, it would yeah. ruin it. Something to think. So about. you don't have that is you don't have a, 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 a way that you would prepare it, or you know, I'm just a man. I don't have all the answers. I know, but you pose such a great question. I feel like you've thought about it before. That maybe there is no right answer to this. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk week. in depth next week about it. Dan, thank you so much oh, for, for having uh, me. sitting in with us. That was great. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Ozzy and read his controversial editorials. Oh. <laughs> I didn't need to yell that, but I just felt like it. Noisy.com. That's so controversial. And uh, thank you, Christina, once thank again you. for sitting in. Sid, yeah. now you what about my Twitter? To be here. Oh, what's your Twitter? Christina Palumbo. Say it louder. How do you, how do you spell Christina Palumbo? Palumbo. P-A-L-U-M-B-O. No H in Christina. All right, cool. Whatever. And uh, don't forget... It's not forget, that exciting. And you can follow us on Twitter at M-I-Livecast. Also, no. Facebook.com slash Metal Injection Live. What? What's your Twitter, Noah? Mine? Noah yeah. Injection. We should, everybody's giving out their okay. Twitter. Yeah, Noah Injection. Why nobody's doing this? Without an H. No H Yeah, there's Noah. no H. <gasps> N-O-A. There's no H in Chris. We're perfect roommates. Oh, my God. We're it so perfect. It sick how perfect we are. And Sid, what's your Twitter? Bland Injection. All right. Is there an H in Bland? <laughs> No, there could be. I could add one if you want. <laughs> no, what about you, Rob? What's your Twitter? Well, uh, I'm Rob Injection, and I was the first injection, I just want to say. You injected it. I injected it yeah. before others did, before it was cool. Uh, we'll be back next week for another Metal Injection Livecast. Please uh, join in. And uh, if you like us, rate us uh, five stars on iTunes. Thank you. Bye. We'll settle for four.